A routine question. Have you recently sold any war surplus submarines, and if so, to whom? Salt and corrosion. The infamous old enemies of the crime fighter. Here, take my bat radio. I looked it up this morning. That class of missile receives on a wavelength of 164.1. I'd say the odds against it would make even the most reckless gambler cringe. True, I did think I'd spotted it out of the corner of my eye. Let's go. But inconspicuously. Through the window. True, Robin. It was noble of that animal to hurl himself into the path of that final torpedo. He gave his life for ours. Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. Episode 190. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. We don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, take it. Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it. Can you erase it? Let's embrace the Tupperware parties. Subculture spill over like a vulture carryover. Counterculture pushovers. Pop culture. Leftovers. And you're the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said. Leftovers. You're listening to the only podcast with the balls to bite a radioactive spider. It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, Five, four, three, three, two, one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jake. And, and we're, we're the, the leftovers. leftovers. Yay. Oh, woo. Hammer time. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> Put your seatbelt on. Yeah. The Emperor time to get Swifty in here. Time to get what? Swifty. It's a Rick and Morty thing that he won't let go. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, blah, 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 blah. I am tired as fuck, so if I'm cranky, fucking deal with it. Um... <laughs> Yeah, dude, we did uh, wrestling jabronis last night, and it, we were—it was like at eleven thirty at night, and we just had to do it, and we were all cranky and bitchy. So mm-hmm. it's good, st- good stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's me right now. So, uh, yeah, I'm ready to blaze through this bitch and get it done with. Like, <laughs> like honestly, if I like, the only thing I want to say right now is, uh, and just like all good leftovers say in their doggy bags, thank you for your patronage. That's like my highlight of this episode. Dude, I am ready to be the Chewbacca to your Han Solo on that mission. Let's let's fly this Falcon. Oh, I thought you wanted me to put peanut butter on my dick. No, that is that is not what I want you to do. Okay, all right. Hey, man, it was, I mixed signals. Okay, that was not the analogy. I already have. No, a, it's cool. It's cool. I don't blame you for asking. I already have my pants halfway down, buddy. So I don't blame you for asking. I do not fault you here. Yeah, yeah. Brian shot first. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> Yeah, um, it was a sad day to find out that Adam West passed away today, guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was a blow. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to be missed, man. Uh, yeah, one of my favorites. I, I mean, I grew up watching the crap out of those original, like, 66 Batman shows. I think FX was who was playing them, syndicated. Oh, I don't, do. I don't know who. Yeah, I never watched them, like, 
recently, like on TV, but I remember watching them as a kid all the time. Oh, yeah, this was when I was a kid. I think it was like I was pretty young. FX. FX. Yeah, FX has been around for quite a while, hasn't it? No. Really? Yeah, FX is a branch of it's a branch of Fox, and it's just. Been oh, I know. Yeah, for, it's a Fox brand, but as far as I, I know, it ha- it's only it's been a cable channel for just like less than ten years. I could be wrong on what syndicated channel I watched them on, but it was one of those like in the '30s on our cable, right? You know, it wasn't like a basic network channel, but they would always play like two a day, Monday through Friday. Can't wait for the. Uh Correction Tuesday during our uh, memoriam of Adam West. So thank you, listeners. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't really care what network they, they were on because it was syndication. They, no, were, they were on a bunch of different syndicated networks, and I, it, it would have differed per area. So. I, w- I wasn't giving you shit. I was going to give our oh, yeah, potential yeah. listeners shit. Uh, yeah, sad. I, c- I couldn't believe it when I saw it today. I mean, he, he was up there, but you just never are ready for it, really. You know? No. Uh-uh. Yeah, and he's always been really active, like with the public and on social media and and that kind of thing too. So I I, I didn't know anything like this could have happened at any day. So that kind of made it a bigger blow too. Yeah, he's been working quite a bit, you know. So yeah, I agree. Was he still doing Family Guy? He was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Something else too. I forget. What, I forget what it was that he's been prominent in lately. Yeah, I suck. Oh, okay, yeah. FX launched on June first, nineteen ninety four. Okay, I didn't get it. In, I didn't get it until like a few years ago. But yeah, I, I remember it being around for a long time and it having some pretty good syndicated programming back when it first launched. Yeah. My aunt worked for the cable company. It was TCI back then, and right. so we got everything for free. Oh, because yeah, I I always had satellite, so. You know, we had cable for a while, but satellite didn't get it until I don't know later on down the road. But yeah, my aunt worked for what eventually became Comcast. It was TCI, and then um, I forget what it was before before that. Yeah, but it, like it was like eight different companies, and then it finally became Comcast. Yeah. So yeah, it was good stuff having all the channels for free as a kid. Oh yeah. Well, guys, so, yeah, but I, I'm going to take a nap. You guys can talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not fucking kidding you, man. I am fucking spent. Yeah, if you if you if you turn, tuned in for a good episode, you're yeah. I'm sorry. I apologize. No, I don't apologize. Deal with it. That's how tired you are. You're fucking apologizing. Exactly. I never apologize. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Oh fuck. Yep, poor Adam West, right? Yeah, yeah. This is probably the greatest tribute though that he's gotten up to this point. I would say. I, oh, I think so, man. I mean, <laughs> I think we've done his life justice here. So, I I know we've brought a few of our listeners to tears. <laughs> oh, I just knocked over my glass. Oh shit! That's okay. It was empty. It's because it's because we're so emotional right now. It is because I'm so emotional right now. Yeah, because I'm uh, out of the tears. No, we're not trying to make light of it. It's just, uh, it sucks, and uh, I'm I'm tired, and that also sucks. So, you know, both of these things kind of 
come together and you got yourself a shitty fucking episode of Pop Culture Leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At least it's a recipe that can only happen once in a lifetime, right? Uh, no, no, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, suffer- I'm suffering from podcast fatigue right now, man. It's so fucking true. You know, it's I fucking uh, I did an episode with the Supercast guys on Thursday night. So, yeah, check that out when it shows up. But that'll be up, uh, you know, in the next few days. And we recorded till like one in the fucking morning. And then I went to bed and like woke up at like, you know, six like I always do. And then I recorded last night with the Joe Schmo comic show guys about Wonder Woman and got done at 11. Uh, and then I uh, went to bed at like 1230 or so. And woke up at six like I do. And then I gotta record with you fucks. And I'm tired as hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that sucks. Yeah, and I gotta record again on Sunday. No, uh, not tomorrow. Uh, Monday for American Gods. And then again on Tuesday. So it's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's just gonna be me bitching for the first, like, uh, 20 minutes here. So. Let's fucking warp speed this shit, man. Like I said, I, I'm your Chewbacca, man. Let's get this ship going. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see here. iTunes reviews, guys? Oh, of course. I can't wait. My favorite part. All right. Yeah. Time for iTunes reviews. It's one star five. We don't give a fuck because we really love to hear just how much we suck. Guys, Chris Dubach and your host is a jerk. iTunes reviews. Uh, first one comes from Challenge Fan ninety six zero eight one. All right then. Could it be a zip code? Uh, how many digits was it? Nine six zero eight one. Let's find out where this asshole's from. <laughs> Somebody Google yeah, that are, shit. Are you on it? My phone yeah. was on the other side of the couch. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Zip code nine six. Oh eight one. Sounds like California. No, no. Where is it? Where are you? Where are you? Challenge fan. He's in uh, Fernand. No, what the? Where the fuck is this? It's it doesn't. I'm the same thing. Like Fernandina Beach. No, that's in Florida. Florida. Is it nine six oh eight one? Yeah, it doesn't exist. That's in Florida, I think. Oh wow! Now it is. No, no, it's a, is that an address? The oh, zip yeah, is three, right. yeah, the zip is oh. three oh three two oh three four. This is good podcasting. Um, yeah. What's the guy? We've got <laughs> this, we've gone down the hole this far. What's the guy's full name? Uh, Challenge Fan 96081. Zip code doesn't exist. That is not an active zip code. That was 96801. 96081. Come on, our listeners are dying to find out, Jake. Uh, a bunch of his reviews came up. Review of MTV, review of Hot Culture, Leftovers. Just two reviews. <laughs> you said a bunch of his reviews. That one too. Anyway, who cares where this guy's from? Uh, let's see here. Love the podcast. It's five star. Love the podcast. I've been listening for a while now. Keep up the good work, y'all, except Frank. And he signs... Whoa. Signs his name Martin Freeberg. <laughs> nice. Next one comes from Nasty Warnob. 
That's a great name. I'm uh, surprised he got that one past iTunes. Good job, guy. Nasty war knob. It's uh, titled Passion and Vulgarity. Uh, five stars. Do these guys drop the F-bomb more than they need to? Sure. But this most recent episode was an excellent example of what is great about the podcast. They are passionate fans of genre, and I found myself myself riveted listening to their laments and concerns about the New Mutants movie. New Mutants is a comic and topic on which I have no previous exposure, but I was thoroughly engrossed in their heartfelt opinions and discussion on the direction of the movie. I look forward to the to the drop each week, just knowing I have to listen to it out of earshot of the kids. Great job. Some nasty war knob. I started like I started thinking, wow, is this an email or an iTunes review? <laughs> this guy doesn't know how to like the format to send his opinions. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, going into like uh, the most recent episode. That yeah, that's, thing. That's kind of weird, right? No, he's telling us like what he liked about it. He doesn't give a fuck about New Mutants, but he thought we were passionate about it. You know yeah, that was the that was the best part about last week's episode was the New Mutants discussion. It's like like when I like my niece, you know, when she was real little and she was talking about Dora the Explorer and how much she liked uh, Swiper the Fox or whatever. I didn't give a shit, but I love her, mm-hmm. you know. So he, he yeah. he's looking at us the same way, like ah, oh, listen to these stupid dopes go on about this fucking shit. Ah, it's kind of cute. All right. All right. So, yeah. Uh, Next one comes from John's Hatter or John Shatter. Hmm. I I like Shatter better. John Shatter? Yeah. I like John's Hatter, just to be different. (laughs) Potato, potato. Uh, Frank, you going to be the tiebreaker here? Uh... How How can you not go with poop? Frank, the poop, poop joke. The poop joke. No, it's more like... It's uh, like shatter, not sharded. Yeah, exactly. It's like shatter, uh, like break things. I always thought like shat was like past tense of shit. <laughs> right? You never said that. That puts a new spin on it. So when somebody someone said... Just, someone just shat over there. No, so He's like... The shatter. If, so, if, like, if uh, somebody told you, like, yeah, so, like, uh, a branch fell on my car and my window was shattered, you thought that the tree took a shit on their car? <laughs> shattered is a, is a different word. Well, that... It, it would be... It would be shatted. Well, shat... <laughs> okay. It's still shatter. Like shatter still means break. Jesus Christ, Jake. Shatted <laughs> means break? Shatter. John Shatter. <laughs> John Shatter. How many fucking times do I got to say it? It's John Shatter. It's not John Shattered. It's past tense. I would be one in 100% agreement with you if his name was John Shattered. <laughs> that should be his name. We're helping him out. It's titled Great Content. <laughs> yeah, we're pro- we are providing that this week. This is fucking awful. I don't think I should have laughed after you said that. I blew my, I blew my cover. Ah, you shattered your cover, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I sh- I'm shattered sh- all over. I'm shattering all over this episode. Uh, that's no, it's me. God damn it! I, God, I need a fuck. I need a. I need a nap. I get, I get all, no, I'm like a little kid. I get grumpy when I don't take a nap. I turn a little, I, oh, it's just, a, I'm a little right. bitch. Right. Stop, stop rubbing your ears, Brian. Let's podcast. 
Uh, yeah. John, John, John's Hatter, as I like to call him, uh, says he gives us a five star. <laughs> uh, puts all the things I want to know together. Thanks for entertaining me while I do my boring work. <laughs> I I hate people like like this John chatted guy. Why? <laughs> oh man, I, I'm just so jealous of being able to listen to podcasts at work. Oh yeah, like, right? Oh, that makes me so bad. Oh, I want to listen to podcasts that work so bad. Oh, I know. I need those. I, like, need, a, I need a new profession. I need those little earbuds <laughs> that you can just pop in. Oh yeah, I, I I'll take implants, man. Sign me up, Apple. If you're listening, I'll be the first person to try this thing. And, oh shit! And a month Put from the... now, Jake has tits. <laughs> <laughs> they, they they misunderstood what you meant by implants. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's hope not. Uh, I just want to hear the music and the podcast in my ear without having to, you know, have anything else. Just have the device surgically implanted no, in my man, ear. No, man. I want that new bumper series, Titty Jake. And you get on there and you, <laughs> you talk about your experiences with your tits, your new tits. You know? I don't know. No, you talk, about, you talk about how, you know, like, hey, my eyes are up here. You know, I, I want to hear shit no, like that. A, it's a good idea. I just don't know how, like, sensitive I'll be to talking about it if that's what ends up happening. I think, at, I honestly, I think at first it, it'll, it'll be hard for you. But I think after, like, a good few months you'll want to open up about it. And I see the bumper series being pretty popular, <laughs> to be quite honest with you. <laughs> I could see it, too. Call it tits for tats. I'll try to work through my emotions faster because I don't want someone to beat me to the game. None yeah. of your shirts are going to fit either. <laughs> no, he likes to wear them tight. He's, he wants to show them off, you know? He's going to have like a fucking midriff because the shirt's going to be lifted up for all the boob space he's taken up. <laughs> hey, you won't even be able to tell it's the Batman logo. <laughs> all right, here we go. Uh, <laughs> final. No, uh, yeah, final, final. Uh, well, we got a lot this week. Well, I didn't read them last week. We got a lot in two weeks, though. Yeah. Five? Yeah, that's a lot. Uh, Torchlight Parade. Um, it's titled, I Figured Out the PCL Dynamic. Brian just no, take we, Huh? Well, go ahead. No. What do you got? There's no way. Sorry, when when I, when when, when somebody with big tits starts talking, I start listening. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> you got as my well attention, Jake. As well, as well, you should. Like, I, I'm not buying it. What do What do you say right now? Like, you've read this already, but yeah. ten to one, he, he he probably doesn't know, right? Ah, uh, I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention to what you just said, Jake. <laughs> is it cold you can't in that? Even room? see me? I have the video turned off. Is the is the AC on high, man? I'm telling you. <laughs> can cut glass with those <laughs> i've got the video turned off you don't know how hard you don't know how hard my nips are oh, quit man. lying oh man i am no after this is over i'm gonna start i'm gonna play that song imaginary lover with the lights off in my room oh, God. <laughs> you know that song's about masturbation right oh for sure yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, it's uh, here's the here's the dynamic. Uh, Brian just takes hearty dumps. Oh, so I shatter on Frank. <laughs> Br- Brian just takes hearty dumps, metaphorical but maybe literally too, on Frank every episode. And like an abused sheltered dog, Frank just keeps coming back for more. Jake doesn't. Oh God, fuck this guy. Jake doesn't abuse Frank himself, 
But like the apathetic spouse he is, Jake sits back and watches the constant abuse that Brian dishes out to Frank unfold before his very eyes without without standing up for poor Frank. Uh, I love it. Five stars. I don't know. I think I've, I think I've gone both. I think I've both argued with Frank and against Frank when sure. it comes to these kind of things. Yeah, new listener. You know, picking and choosing what he thinks. You know, I know. You right. have. You have. You've sided with Frank before. Frank sided with you many a time. Many a time. I'd say I'd say ninety nine percent of the time. Oh I don't no, think I, would not I don't that. think that's factual at all. We need to go <laughs> we need to talk to uh Johannes. Johannes. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. some kind of a fucking graph. Oh that's true. Yeah. yeah. I bet I bet over fifty percent Brian. It's gonna be the it's gonna be the shock of the century when oh, you hear this stat. Lies. I don't know about that. Lies. Nice. Everybody, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. There's been a there's been a big curve lately. Yeah, and I I think the stats are leaning. It's in your chest. Over. Yeah, don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> big curves right there. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely been lots of big curves. That's a thief. <laughs> oh my god, Johannes. Next picture, Jake with tits. Do it. All right. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if you guys don't know, if you're not on our Facebook group, uh, Johannes, one of our listeners, he, uh, after most episodes, he'll take, uh, something that we talked about and turn it into a, a like a, uh, very cartoonish drawing, and they turn out amazing, and I post them oh, on yeah. Facebook and Twitter. So, join Facebook and Twitter, and you can join in on all the fun. Hey. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, I like his stuff a lot. You can tell it's really inspired by just a ton of different, like, classic artists of that mm-hmm. kind of genre. Yeah, like Mad Magazine and oh like yeah, that. like just like old like Warner Brothers stuff. Yeah, and, you know, it's really cool. Yeah, it's going to be really cool to see you with tits, Jake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If, dude, if you if you if I see my pay- PayPal light up with like twenty bucks right now, I'll turn video on. <laughs> be like Roadhouse for twenty dollars, you can kiss them. <laughs> but I ain't got twenty dollars. <laughs> <sighs> oh, I think man. the five stars, but what the fuck? Does this guy talk about abuse? I'll turn my sound on on oh, email Frank. notifications just in case. Frank, you fighting back a little bit? Come on. Oh, fuck is abuse talk. It's funny. The shit that comes out of your mouth is funny. Oh, I forgot there even was abuse talk. Oh, fuck that. That's, that's, that's stupid. Oh, my God. I, I want to see Pop Culture Leftovers, the Lifetime movie. <laughs> All of a sudden, we get done recording... You start hearing that fucking uh, Dave uh, Banner Incredible Hulk music from the 70s. I'm looking down at the ground walking into the bedroom. No, like next recording, you come in with a black eye and Jake's like, hey, how'd that happen? And Frank's like, fell down the stairs. You know, I, 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 yeah, I bumped into a cabinet, you know, shit like that, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to end up getting, like, after you murder Frank, I'll get arrested too for, like, because I just stood by and did nothing and wasn't going to say anything. Yeah, it made you an accomplice. No, yeah, exactly. I know how Frank got the black guy. He turned around and bumped into one of Jake's big old titties. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, this is kind of funny. Um, after I got my divorce, uh, like uh, in 2010, I, I went to Hooters with my cousin Rich, and uh, one of the girls was coming over like they do and tried to sit down and talk to us and stuff. We got to talking about tattoos, and I tried to roll up my sleeve. So I could show it to her. My oh, fingers yeah. slipped, and I punched myself in the face, <laughs> <laughs> trying to be slick. So, you, like, hard? Like, you gave yourself a black eye? 
I had a shiner, a little one. It wasn't like real, real bad, but yeah, I punched myself pretty fucking hard. Now, how hard is it to lift a sleeve, like a couple inches? Well, it's a long sleeve shirt. Oh, so long I, sleeve. I was trying to go all the way up from my wrist. You were really excited to show this uh, strip, not stripper. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Wow. I'm sorry. They, they don't do that. Disclaimer, this is not factual. Yeah. Oh, man. I just called her Hooters waitress a stripper. No. Uh, I'm sorry to our Hooters listening audience. Oh, man. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I was into the conversation. I was trying to get the get it up and over real quick and it started to get real tight around my bicep so it, it finger slipped what was her reaction oh it was pure laughter because him and uh or her and uh, my cousin rich both were dying laughing at me that fucker he was he was real quick to bury my ass under the bus he kept bringing it up to the fucking waitress every time she came back to the table oh man that's hilarious <laughs> that is hilarious <laughs> oh man <laughs> Ah, uh, stripper. Jeez. Oh, uh, <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Man, I tell you what, if this wasn't the best uh, Adam West tribute before, it is now. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh great. I can see Johannes' picture now of Jake's a Hooters girl. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> Oh, man. All right. You guys ready <laughs> to move into some I'm, good... What, what? What do you got going on there, Jake? I'm good to go. I was get, I was saying I'm, I'm ready to rock and roll. Yeah. All right. And we're going to move into Good Pop, Bad Pop. It's time for more leftover reviews with Good Pop, Bad Pop. Good Pop, Bad Pop is where we talk about the things in the previous week and or weeks that we either watched or read. Sometimes we rate these things, and if this is your first time listening, uh, this is our rating system. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. All right. I got two things I want to talk about real quick, like real quick. I'm just going to kind of burn through them because I haven't had a lot of time to watch a lot this week. Um, I uh, did. I yeah, same with you. Um, so, I, but I did want to talk about, um, I, I did watch the first six, I think the first six episodes of, uh, it's either five or six. I've watched all of them that are out so far of uh, Casual on Hulu season three. And, oh, uh, nice. I know you love that show. God, I love it. And it's so good that it came back. And um, each season just continues to surprise me as to how well it's written. Um, I think – who I can't remember the writer. Damn it. Um, I wanted to give him some credit. But this show is just fantastic. And uh, this season, at the be- like right out of the gate, there's a new – there's a new twist – like it right in the first episode, like, and you know it's it's a comedy and it's about a dysfunctional family, um, a very progressive mother and her brother, and oh, it's it. If you guys start, it watching, was created. It was created by Xander Lemon. 
N- yeah, but he he might be the creator, but the writer or the director, I can't remember. I can't remember who I was gonna. Yeah, I was trying to throw you a lifeline there. Sorry. Yeah. No, don't worry about it. I, I, I keep thinking like the last name's like Reitman or something, but uh, the guy that I'm looking for. But anyway, uh, it is a Jason tough, Reitman. It's Jason Reitman. By Xander Lemon and directed yeah. by Jason Reitman. Yeah, yeah. Xander Lemon and Jason Reitman. They're both doing fantastic work on Casual. So if you have Hulu, definitely go back watch season one and season two. And oh my god, it just continued. I this is one of those shows that I just hope that Hulu keeps coming out with new seasons. Like I'm so worried that like this is going to be the final season and this is like some shows i like them to end early because you know you know go out while you're on top or whatever and this just keeps getting better and better and better and better so um i i absolutely love it so definitely check it out it's it's very it's very adult they do drop the f-bomb um they they tackle they tackle different issues um it's sometimes it can be Socially charged, politically charged. It's it's a very, very, very good show. So I highly recommend Casual. Yeah, it looks like you're getting the biggest season, though, because it says there's only 23 episodes so far. Yeah, yeah. And this is a 13-episode season. Yeah, so. I think, I think like, the critics really, really like this show, as they should. It's, it's one of the only reasons, like, that I just keep Hulu on all the time, you know? So when mm-hmm. it comes back, I have it. So uh, the next thing, because I, dude, I ain't paying four bucks to wipe out those fucking commercials. Yeah, I got a good gimmick where someone I know has Hulu with no commercials, and I'm the only person they share their password with. I know. He, he, oh. Jake lets him fondle his tits like once a month. <laughs> no, it's been a long running deal, and that's a new. That's something new. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay, anyway, uh, and then I watched, um, I haven't had a lot of time this week, but I did want to catch at least uh, the first episode of season three of Bloodline on Netflix, and um, I, I watched the first episode, and I've, I'm maybe 20 minutes into the second episode. Um, you know, last season was not as good as the first season, but it's still, it was still fantastic. I still really liked it. Uh, this season is, it's really good so far. I mean, like, I'm right back into this, uh, crazy world of family Rayburn. It's, it's nuts. Um, and, uh, starting to see a little bit of Sissy SpaceX character. Um, her, I, I think she's a little bit more evil than, than we've thought in previous seasons. I've, I've seen a little bit of a dark side in her, and it seems to be coming out a little bit more this season. And, um, Bo Bridges is back. Um, of course, Kyle Chandler's back. I, I'm only one episode in. I'll probably follow up on it later after I finished like the entire season three. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to hear what you say because it's yeah. not a show that I watch. Yeah, but the final episode has gotten a lot of buzz and like it was hard for a show that I don't even watch for me to yeah. kind of see some of the stuff people were saying. I was like, oh, geez. Yeah, uh, it's crazy how Netflix makes everything kind of, like, all available. So, like, it's crazy for me to think that this was just released, like, a week or so ago, and people have already watched, like, all of it. You know, I've done that before with Netflix. I just haven't had the time, and and um, I can't wait to burn through this. I think I'm going to put everything else on hold until I can finish Bloodline. So, yeah, um, I would like to, yeah, hopefully you talk about it at the show, because yeah. I'm really curious on your take on the final episode. Yeah, and uh, F is for Family. I did watch all of that. It's an absolute Tupperware the whole season, uh, too. 
So that's all I cool. got this week. So what do you got, uh, fellas? Who wants to go next? Man, I, I don't have jack and shit. I have not really had time between work and stuff going on with the family to do really anything but watch my wrestling and watch some Simpsons. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pass it off to Frank. Cool. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna help hyperdrive this show to get it done faster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I uh, I I've got two video game things to talk about, but they're not. I'm not gonna go like super in depth with them. Uh, the first is uh, Marvel Heroes Omega. That's on PlayStation 4. It's an open beta right now, so you can still download it and play for free to try it out. Um, it's kind of like a three-quarter view. It's really like uh, Diablo 3, which I've played. Um, it's really neat because they've got a lot of different Marvel superheroes that you're familiar with from various things. And there's even a few in there who aren't like super popular with the movies and stuff. Like One that caught my eye, Brian, was Magic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was able to play as her. And uh, she's cool as shit. Like, everybody starts off with, like, a certain power set. And as you go along, you gain levels. You can unlock more abilities. And it goes all the way up to, like, level 60, where you're unlocking different things for them to do. And uh, each character is unique as far as, like, their power set and what they can do and that. It, it's really fun. Um, you're it's level capped right now. You can only get a single character to level ten, but you can play all the characters up to that point, so you can see who you like. And then from that point, you got to have these little crystal things in game currency to unlock the characters. Uh, I don't know how it's going to work when that thing hits release. I can't find information as far as like how much it's going to cost, but it, it's plausible that they could go just free to play and go off of people who you know chuck money at the screen in order to unlock everybody at once and shit, but you can't do it without doing that. Hey, hey Frank, can I, can I ask some questions real quick? Yeah, sure. With that, with what you're describing, that doesn't really sound too much different than, like, an Ultimate Alliance game? Uh, Dan West said that it was similar. I never played Ultimate Alliance. Oh, I love but, Ultimate uh, Alliance. Yeah, Dan Yeah, it's one of my favorites. Like yeah. And, and yeah, you with the, team up with your buddies, too. Yeah. Yeah, with the viewpoints you described and, like, the leveling up your ability stuff, it really reminded me of just Ultimate Alliance. Yeah, Dan mentioned the, the similarity there, so yeah. I, I think that's accurate. I still, and, every once in a while, like, heat up the old PS3 and play that Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Yeah, I love that game, too. I'm fucking... I'm turning the TV on and downloading this shit, so two hours from, <laughs> two hours from now I can play it. Yeah, it's free. Uh, I found out today that the open beta is going on to the end of June when the game will actually be opened up for full release. So, I mean, you could still download it, try it out. What, it, hey, what's it called? Hey, what's it called again? Uh, Marvel Heroes Omega. Okay. Okay, cool. I, I'll shit. I'll fucking even do that. Yeah, fuck yeah. yeah it's, it, that sounds really great. Yeah, I love it's, it's I love really those games. It's really accessible. And you can play as, different- you can play as Magic? Yeah. Dude, that's Rough fucking that. dope. That was my next question. How how many characters are there, would you say? Just, like, throw out a number. At present, right now, I believe there's 38. Oh. So, I mean, you've got, like, Daredevil, Hulk, Spider-Man, Thor. Ah, Magic yeah. got lucky to make the cut. Well, and there's, uh, a, I can't remember any right off the top of my head. She's the only one that stood out because Brian talked about her before. But, um, yeah, they, they're really big on pushing that, like, there's all sorts of X-Men and humans and things like that in it. And there's going to be more coming later. So it, it seems really cool. I like it a lot. Um, super high-tasted. Uh, the only reason why it's not a Tupperware 
is because I don't know what conditions it's going to be released for. Like, if it's going to cost when it comes out, or if they're going to stick with it being free and you chuck money at it to unlock things. I, I just, I don't have that information yet, but it, it's been a blast to play so far. Nice. And Very then cool. the other thing is a iOS game I've been playing on my phone. And Brian, you're going to roll your eyes at it. It's Rick and Morty related. No, but, I'm fucking with you. I, I do think you bring it up a little too much, but sorry. <laughs> no, no, I love no. See, I shouldn't be bitching because honestly, I was mad at you when you weren't watching it, and now that you are watching it, and, and yeah, yeah. it's weird. I get what I get what I want, and I'm still a dick. It's so fucked up. It's so fucked up. Uh, this is why none of my relationships last either. Yeah, it's so true. Oh, it's ridiculous. Uh, my stupid PS4 has to update to even use the fucking PS shop. Uh, well, I mean, you got more than half a month to go, so. But, uh, uh, the, right. so the other game is uh, called Pocket Mortys. I've on seen iOS. this. I've seen played this. It on my phone. How is it? It's it's a blast. It's basically Pokemon with Rick and Morty. And Rick's the trainer, and you go and collect different Mortys, mm-hmm. and uh, then you fight them, level them up. It's just like Pokemon. Um, Free to play. Yeah, and this one, uh, so far I haven't figured out the catch because you know most of these things are like okay, you can get so far, and then either you got to really grind it out in order to get the materials that you need to move forward, or you got to pay money. And so far, uh, the only thing I'm noticing is every time you get done with a battle, you get a, a ad, just not like a video ad, just like a you know picture screenshot ad of something, and you just click X to get out of it. But um, it, it features some voices from Justin Roiland, just like little one shots. I, I don't even think that he did them specific for the game. It just sound like clips from uh, the TV show. Yeah. But it's pretty fun so far. I, I, I say if you're into Pokemon, like you'll enjoy it quite a bit because the it operates the same way, training them and all that stuff. And they made it super simple because instead of having to try to figure out like the different types, with like you do with Pokemon, what works good against what, they kept it really simple and just literally made them a rock type, paper type, or scissors type. So it, it's easy to get into and it's obviously Rick and Morty themed so Gafford's out. Yeah. But uh <laughs> but yeah, so all I mean, the free, all the fun. Rick and Morty Pokemon look different? All uh well it's like with the show you have the infinite universes, all the different Ricks and all the different Mortys. Yes. Uh so like the hub area, the town where you can like heal them up and buy stuff and all that is run by various Ricks. Like, you buy potions and shit from Salesman Rick, and then you gotta go fight members of the council to get badges. So you go through a portal, and then you go fight, uh, random Ricks with random Mortys to earn experience points, and you can find Mortys out in the wild, and then fight them, and then capture them. So, That's interesting. It, 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 it's, it's pretty fun. I mean, it really does, it like, screams Pokemon. In how it plays, so for free, it's a good time. I just I, got I, a friend. I just got a friend re- request from someone called Derp Nuts McGee. <laughs> okay, 
Derps and Nuts McGee. I don't know who the fuck that is. Sorry, I was distracted by that. Oh, no worries. But yeah, I mean, for free, Tupperware that. And uh, so, there you go. All right, cool. Uh, yeah, so, uh, Derp Nuts McGee. Derp Nuts <laughs> McGee, right? Sounds hey, like hey, somebody but- that gave us an iTunes rating at one time. Yeah, I figure it was probably a listener if they sent me a friend request, and I don't know who they are. Yeah. So. Huh. Oh, hey, one thing hey. I just remembered. <clears throat> um, I, I I did get to play that Friday the 13th game. Finally, I played it with Dan West and Kirby. And it, as opposed to dragging that all out on here, uh, I, I think we're going to do a bumpers on it. But I just got to get uh, a time set together to talk with those guys about that. Cool. Exciting. Exciting and new, like the love boat and shit. Yeah, landing. <laughs> you are you know you're like Evander Holyfield on Tyson. You're just landing some shit tonight, Jake. <laughs> Thank you. Just fucking landing it. <laughs> I try my best. Uh, I'm just saying that because you got big bulbous titties. <laughs> <laughs> What's this? What's this fucking game called? I, I've been everywhere on the PlayStation Store, and I can't find no fucking Marvel game. Uh, Marvel Heroes Omega. What the fuck? If you, you think I'd be on the featured page or something, and they'd be like, play this fucking shit. I think I found it when uh, I was trying to look to see what PlayStation Plus games were free for the month. Like, when you click on the PlayStation Store tab on the left-hand side, you got all the different things, like the featured and this and that and whatever. As you should be under the free to play. <laughs> Guys, let's let's take a break so Jay can find this game. <laughs> All right. Tech support. Live yeah. tech no, support. it's okay. It's okay. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, good. <laughs> Man. All right. See, Jake gets big tits and gets all ditzy on us. Jake, are you getting uncomfortable with the titty talk? Is it a, is it making you uncomfortable for some reason? <laughs> No, not at all. I can kind of tell you're deflecting the titty talk a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you know, nah. like usually, usually like with these like these gags that we bring up, you know, you're like all in. And like right I now. I, was, I thought I was playing along the whole time. I thought at first you were like, okay, I'll play along for a little bit. And hey, now you guys are taking it too far. I got, <laughs> I got a little bit, I got a little bit of that pushback. Uh, well, you are imagining it. Okay. All right. I'm so, just... so I don't know. I, I I can't even play devil's advocate here. So I can't defend against what's not happening. All right. I'm just making sure. All right. It brings up the question. And I think the answer is yes. Like if you could motorboat yourself, would you? Does it really bring that up? Does it really call for that question, Frank? Does it? Like... <laughs> I don't know. It's just the obvious thing that popped into my mind. No. Ugh. No. 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 <laughs> Yeah, oh, I don't. Oh, let's move on. Um, yeah, let's, <laughs> uh, uh, that's why we have you on this show, Frank. I suppose. Um, let's see. Yeah, let's do that break. <laughs> oh God, I'm gonna need it. I'll be right. We'll be right back.
yeah, we're back. Yeah. 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 That was a good break. That was good times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to be jumping into uh, the news. Hear ye, hear ye, read all about it. It's a lift of a news and there's no doubt about it. This news is gangsta as fuck, yo. It's gangsta as fuck, yo. All right, real quick. Uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm Season 9 is rumored to have a uh, fall 2017 premiere this year. Oh, that's it. That's exciting. Very exciting. How long has it been? Uh, Oh man, it feels like it's been at least a decade, doesn't it? Has it been wow. that long? It probably think... hasn't been that long. Hasn't it's been probably that been long. more like six, seven years. Yeah, yeah. Let I... me see. I'm gonna fact check. Yeah, but yeah, it looks like uh, JB Smooth should be coming back. Oh, you think so? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think he's been uh, on uh, doing the talk show circuit there. You know, a couple years ago talking about it. So I think he's definitely coming back. I'm excited. I love it. Are they going to get the whole cast? They're going to get Garland and David and Cheryl and everyone. Yeah, they might get your beard to make an appearance because it's making an <laughs> appearance on this fucking podcast, dude. I swear to fucking god, it's not. My beard's not even long enough to reach the microphone right now. <laughs> All right, jeez, beard bagging, jeez. Yeah. I'm not going to get moody about my boobs, but yeah, lay, lay off, lay off the fucking beard on the microphone. Just because you know, I may be making a noise, but that's definitely not it. Just because you have, yeah, well, it might be your tits bumping into the mic. Then it's more likely than my beard. They're more likely to reach it than it is. Yeah. It's probably the chest hair on the tits because he's not used to how big they are to get in the way. Yeah, Frank, you've worked out all the logistics there. Of his, uh... <laughs> he's a, a regular wily e. Coyote with the fucking blueprint. There. Yeah, yeah, he's got his fucking whiteboarding up and shit. Gosh, Frank. All right, uh, guys, uh, got some definitive news about Neil Blomkamp's proposed alien film. First off, I just want to let everybody know it's dead. And. Uh-huh. We talked about this uh, a few weeks ago, actually. I, I said that I thought it was Ridley Scott, that he was behind it, and that he didn't want anybody else to touch the property while he was doing stuff with uh, his films. And um, also, I thought it could be like a little bit of intimidation as far as like competition, things like that. And uh, here's what Blomkamp had to say to The Verge. I think it's totally dead. Yes, uh, that would be an accurate assumption at this point. It's sad. I spent a long time working on that, and I feel like it was really pretty awesome. But politically, the way it's gone now and the way that it all is, it's just not going to live. So The Verge, they kind of they pressed him a little bit more about what he meant when he said politically. And this here was his response. Yeah, uh, Ridley was one of my idols growing up. He's so talented, and he's made this film that really set me off in a direction. I want to just be as respectful and not go stamping around in this world that he created. I think that if the circumstances were different and I didn't feel like I was getting too close to something that he obviously feels a massive personal connection to, that things that may have played out differently. But I did want to be as respectful as possible. Mm, Man, that always sucks when, like, someone you really 
respect and look up to and and were inspired by ends up like you have creative differences with like that in yeah. the future yeah mm. how did it get as far as it did though you know it's that's yeah maybe maybe camp is kind of in the wrong by assuming so much possession of the whole idea in the first place yeah i guess i i don't i just want to you know there's more to this story that we don't know it just i mean he sounds like he's upset in his first statement because he's been working on it for such a long time and it's like i get it i mean there was concept art made and and I, i'm sure you had the story kind of like worked out in your head and and you know it seemed like it was going to happen and even sigourney weaver is behind it saying yes i can't wait to do this movie you know we got michael bean coming back and then we're going to cast somebody as newt and we're going to go you know uh Full, full uh, you know, push forward with this, and like, when did when did this fall apart? Like, was was Ridley Scott like kind of like behind this at first? Like, yeah, all right, cool, yeah, I'll I'll definitely. It, it, it's really weird that it goes this far and then it kind of falls out. Yeah, you know what it you know what it kind of reminds me of is the uh, Edgar Wright Ant Man stuff. Yeah. Just a, just a little yeah. bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, we're never going to get that full story of what the uh, breaking down between the uh, studio right, and the, uh, like, Neil Blomkamp are. Does it have anything to do with maybe the lackluster performance of some of his other movies? Like, maybe Chappie or, you know... I don't know how that it, could be. I don't know how. I, I feel like it's more. I feel like it's more of the creative. Uh, Ridley not liking the creative direction he wants to take. Well, Blomkamp. It, Blomkamp has even come out and said, like, yeah, I get what you're saying. Blomkamp has even come out and said that he's really disappointed by the performance of Chappie. I believe is what he said. I, I think he's still proud of that film, but he was really disappointed at how it performed as far as like financially and maybe even critically but yeah i see what you're saying it, it does sound like ridley ridley put the axe on this exactly that's exactly what i'm saying i don't think the chappy thing definitely didn't help but i don't think it's the catalyst of this i, I think had ridley been more agreeable to letting Blomkamp do this in the universe while he was trying to do his thing right i, I think there wouldn't have been a problem yeah I'm not upset. I, I, I'm upset that we won't get. I guess I am a little upset because, uh, that we won't get Sigourney Weaver back and Michael Bean and and uh, Newt and, and that kind of thing. Um, yeah, but that kind of stuff doesn't always work. I oh, know, I know. Like we we I, just recently got good feelings with it in Force Awakens, but yeah, yeah, I know, I know it doesn't always work, um, and more times than not, it it doesn't work, but. Um, it's always kind of a story if you were to, it's one of those things like if you were to ask me when I was a kid like what would I have changed about the alien franchise it would have been that you know fucking uh Michael Bean's character would have came back and uh Newt wouldn't have died cuz like I really enjoyed that and it felt like you know it's an easy every time every time you know Ripley wakes up the rest of her crew's dead and she's she's alive and and um, I don't know. 
Yeah, I agree with that. It's there's definitely so much mythology that they opened up in Alien Two, and as a kid, I also was disappointed that we just kind of skipped it all and moved on to a whole new genre. Exactly. That's exactly okay. my point. Yeah, it's like I, I really enjoyed that story, and you know, it's it, they just started they started from scratch again. They had her; she was on Mars in the third one, and you know, yeah. it was a completely different movie. So. Yeah, I get it. I accept it a little bit more as an adult, and I, I like see three and four as films. But yeah. I, I was there at one point, just kind of raged out and hated three and four because they weren't continuations of the story in yeah. a way. Yeah, but imagine. Think about this. Think about if they could, uh, if they could have uh, got you know Michael Bean to come back and as Hicks, and if they could have cast like you know like Brie Larson as Newt. I like like holy shit, you know, like Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. I I can't deny that. Yeah. It's just I, I, I don't I don't have as much faith as some people do in Blomkamp. I mean I'm not in in Blomkamp's camp. My cats are fighting. But I'm I'm I was not, wondering what that was. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, they I don't know. Since Mrs. Mack passed away, they don't have anybody to pick on, so they pick on each other now and it's really <laughs> it's really weird. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, if, I don't know. It's, it's Blomkamp. We lost that. It's not going to happen. It's just, it does kind of suck that Sigourney Weaver was like all about it. And now we're not going to see her as Ripley again. But, you know, she had four, four movies where she was Ripley. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, and we're going to see plenty of Sigourney Weaver. I know not as Ripley, but. You know, she'll, she'll be prominent in the Defenders thing, and Ava- I don't think she's retiring <laughs> from acting anytime soon. Maybe mm-hmm. Avatar 2 and 3 and 4 and 5 and 6. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thanks for reminding me of that. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, move into some Marvel news for this week. News. Of course, we're going to talk about and rate the Black Panther trailer, but real quick, I uh, wanted to say that uh, the director for the Punisher Netflix series said that it's going to be released, it looks like, in November. Nice. That's Yeah, that's sooner than I thought. That's cool. Yeah. And Luke Cage Season 2 has started filming. Wow! Yeah, that I did not expect at all. Yeah, so I know. I mean, we saw John Bernthal, you know, filming last year. We saw like all those pictures, and we, you know, so yeah, November yeah. this year. So yeah, like uh, right after Defenders, it feels like it seems so like those, we're going to get a steady stream of this stuff. Those are the only two series we're going to get then this year for the rest of the year is Defenders and Punisher. I believe so. Um, no, yeah, November, Defenders and Punisher, and Jessica Jones season two. That started filming, right? Oh, wow. Really? Do you know any information about that? Like casting information on a villain or anything? No, I, I, I mean, have no clue. And I might be wrong that it started filming, or uh, maybe, maybe it's pre-production, but I, I know that they are, they're moving forward with it, so it, it should start happening any time now. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. 
I'm excited for that. It's going to be interesting to see what they do without the presence of uh, Tenet. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's that's going to be a tough act to follow. Very, very. It really good. is. I love that guy. All right, so uh, yeah, let's talk about the Black Panther trailer. It was released just yesterday, and uh, during the NBA Finals, and. I guess we're just going to go ahead and rate this one. I mean, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. So, you know what? We'll start with uh we'll start with Frank. Frank, what did you think about uh the Black Panther trailer with Chadwick Boseman? Um, I really liked it. I don't have any knowledge of Wakanda, and I love how they set this up about how it's like this secret society and people think that it's not because they've done such a good job of hiding it. And I'm really excited to dig into this this area where we've never seen before. Um, the action looks really good, and uh, the set pieces, I'm really excited to see how they flesh out the rest of it. Um, but, like, the stuff that they showed here, it all looks futuristic and new, and, of course, you get to see the, the panther in the, in the, in the trailer. Um, it looks really good. I'm super interested in it. I Tupperware, it, it excites me about this. Jake... What were your feelings yes. when you saw Martin Freeberg on screen? <laughs> I know you took my joke this time. Ah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's payback. <laughs> All right, Jake. No, what did, I mean, what did, I, I have to Tupperware anything that opens with Martin Freeberg. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. The guy, he's a living legend, you know? <laughs> living yeah, you legend. know what? This was a really great cut trailer. Like, I, it's so weird. Like, I know we're going to see the trailers that are going to piss me off down the line. So, like, if this could exist in a vacuum, yeah. like, it would be the Tupperware Black Panther trailer. Right. Like, let's just go here from here and see the movie. Right. Like, I was blown away. I thought the action, I, the action looked so dynamic. I wasn't expecting that. Like, I think the, the CG people moving around stuff is looking a lot better than it did just even, like, two years ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So, um, I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for somebody to take this trailer and then mix in like Guns N' Roses, Welcome to the Jungle. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. I guarantee somebody's going to do it. I liked the song that was in it a lot. I did too. I loved it. So that was good stuff. Yeah. Um, so you Tupperware it? Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to give it a Tupperware, but then I'm going to, regret that Tupperware after I see the next two trailers. Yeah. (laughs) You do know that I have not watched the third Spider-Man trailer. Yeah, you know, I tried to not watch it. Yeah. And then they showed it to me when I went and saw, uh, fucking, what did we just go see? Wonder Woman. Yeah, Wonder Woman. Yeah, I was in that same boat. I was trying to miss it, too, and right there it was. Really? And they shoved it in my fucking face at Wonder Woman. Yeah. Because I, I was doing the same thing you were doing. Was it, was it, uh, don't, I don't tell me what's in it, but was it way too, was it TMI? Yeah, and it just kind of wasn't a good trailer either. It huh. seemed kind of needless. Yeah. It's one, yeah. It's one of those trailer number threes that I really hate where it's like, uh, it was almost 50% material that you already saw in trailer one and two. Right. And the rest of it wasn't even stuff that really did anything for you. It's just ruining more things that we should just see in the theater. Huh. Yeah, just lots lots of little character beat jokes where it's like, okay, I'm, I'm thank you for 
showing this to me when I didn't want to see it. <laughs> right now, I'm not gonna laugh in the theater when it comes up. Yeah, Sony. Why is Sony? Is, is it Sony? I mean, because like, are they? Why are they? Are, are they worried that they're not gonna like that? That this wasn't a good deal with Marvel. That they're not gonna make their money back or something. Like, do they not get it? I think they're wanting to maximize their return on investment, if anything. But I honestly get this feeling a lot from a lot of the Marvel trailers, like getting real close to release. It seems to me like since Age of Ultron, really, you you start getting closer and they just just can't help themselves but show you more and more and more and more. (laughs) It's it's like that uh, Hooters stripper, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's – yeah, it's – I don't know. It's I've I've been able to avoid it so far, so um, I'm gonna try to. Yeah, good luck. You don't have much longer yeah. to go. I know, but they'll. You know what? If they do show it in the in uh, if if it is in the theater, if I do go to the theater, I'm going to. I'll walk out and then come right back in. I'm I'm yeah. that adamant that I don't want to watch it. My prediction is you'll have that happen at Transformers. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably oh, right. Oh God. Yeah. Is that coming up real quick? Twenty fourth weeks. 24th, I believe. Ah. Yeah. It comes out on like a Wednesday, so we'll have to have like an emergency podcast. No. I'm, like I'm when you gotta I'm go to the bathroom. Oh, I know you, I know you're joking. <laughs> um, I, uh, this, uh, this Black Panther trailer, I thought it was phenomenal. I, I thought it was yeah. great. Um, absolutely amazing. The action looks just out of this world, and, uh, it's a great way just to get us kind of excited about this. And that's the thing. It's like, you know, they're, they're, weren't they calling this the teaser trailer? Yeah. I don't I don't think they know what teaser trailer means anymore. I, I don't either. Right. Because now like, there's teaser like... Teaser should be less than 30 seconds. Well, teaser in my in the old days meant show you the logo and tell you a date. Well, that's, yeah. what, that's what they call a teaser to the teaser now, you know? <laughs> yeah. Teaser, yeah, teaser. Was, and then they used to show that shit in the fucking theater. There's mm-hmm. the logo. There's the fucking date. Right. There's your there's your teaser trailer. Yeah. Now a teaser trailer is like two minutes of fucking footage somehow. I know. You know what though? I think part of the reason too is because they're. And it's not been so much lately, but usually with this shit, you get so many leaks. I think too they could be thinking like, well, we want to make sure we present it how we want it presented instead of it just showing up randomly out there in the ether. Yeah, but see, the thing is, like, most theater goers, I'd say the majority of theater goers aren't getting on these sites like me and you, you know? Yeah. And they're not, you know, they're just casuals that just, that go in there. Like, you know, like, I've seen, I've seen people react to trailers that have been out for a month, and I'm just like, what? And this is the first time seeing it in the theater. Right. You know, so. Yeah, you're right. There are a lot more people than you would think that aren't seeing these trailers until yeah. they go to the theater. Exactly, exactly. I, it, it, I, there's more people seeing it now, I guess, because of, like, Facebook and stuff like that. But, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, I, I don't know. Um, anyway, I, I Tupperware it as well. I, I want to break it down a little bit. I'm not going to break it down scene by scene. I just want to kind of talk about some of the things that I saw, um, some of the uh, statements that were made by Feige and uh, the director, Ryan Coogler, and kind of tie it into the trailer. So that's what yeah, I want man. to talk about. Please, please do. I, I, I put it a couple minutes ago. I put it on mute and just have it on rotate on my TV now too. Oh, okay. Um, we, we got our first look, uh, first real look 
I would say, at Wakanda. Because, like, even though we saw it in Civil War, it was – we saw the jungle. We saw, like, the, the, the Black Panther, you know, uh, rock statue outside. But we didn't – or the big head. But – yeah. And we saw a little bit of the inside of, like, you know, uh, T'Challa's palace or whatever you want to call that. It, it looked more like uh, like laboratory, you know? So – yeah, I, I really liked the reveal of all that, like, you know, because we know the lore of Wakanda and yeah. like, what they're hiding there. And it was yeah. cool to see, like, kind of the Marvel Cinematic reveal of all that. Yeah, we, we got to see the technology. We got to see uh, that, uh, that that fucking ship that was flying around was amazing. Yeah, that was a really cool ship. At first, I thought maybe it was like an Avengers ship like yeah. coming there. And then I was like, no, sh- oh, that is Wakandan technology. Yeah, yeah. So... We already know that like, that in the MCU, you know, we found out in other films that it's rich in vibranium, and that's basically, this is you know the, the the stuff that Captain America's shields made out of, and and so that seems to be they they t- they don't really talk about that in this trailer, but I think that that's the reason for the discussion uh, that Claw and maybe. Um, Martin Freeman, Martin Freeman, Martin, I'm tired guys. Um, Martin Freeman's character, Ross, I think, do you think that that's what they're kind of talking about is trying to find this place to mine it for the vibranium because we have to be in the trailer. Don't we see like those guys like outside and they see that deer and then. Black Panther starts to – it seems like maybe they're there to get their hands on some vibranium too. So, oh, I, I completely agree. Yeah. I almost I almost had the feeling that uh, Claw was like trying to bribe his way out of getting into trouble because Freeman didn't seem like he knew much about it until Claw was letting him in on the details. Are you talking about when the guys see the dog? When you say when they see the deer? Was it a – see, I'm tired. I don't know a difference between a dog and a goddamn deer. I – uh it's a barking like dog with a flashlight. I thought it was a deer, I, I deer was that a was deer barking too when you said it. Uh, okay, so don't feel bad. Yeah, like I literally didn't know the difference until I just saw it again. I watched it on my phone, and the screens really. I, this small, is the so. first time I've seen it four times before yeah. now, and this is the first time I've seen it on my full size TV. Uh, it's like I'm like, oh wow, I'm like watching it for the first time again. Yeah. So yeah, um, we see. Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger, who's going to be, I think, the main villain. I think you got your side villain, of course, of Claw. Yeah, it seems like he's kind of in a Hannibal Lecter role, basically, though. Yeah. Where he's just there advising and being creepy, you know? Do you think that they're setting him up for a future film against Black Panther? Maybe Black Panther 2? Kind of like he's in the shadows and... And then it'll be full blown, you know, Claw versus Black Panther going forward. I think that would be fun. I would really like that. Yeah. I, I, then, I love the villain character of Claw, so I hope we really do get to see that at some point. And then they could also have him like three quarters of the way through the movie escape and then like throw a wrench into the planes too. Yeah, I think you're right. Maybe like his deal, his his deal with Ross is like you. I'll uh, I'll take you there. I'll take you there, but, you know, um, I'm you let gonna... me off or you give me a cut or some shit. Or... Something's going to happen. Yeah. I bet we'll see the genesis. If we're going to, if Claw's going to be in more movies, 
we're going to see the genesis of him becoming the claw we know from the comic books, at right. least in this movie. Exactly, exactly. Maybe this is like in response to, you know, some of the Marvel villains not being set up well. Because you don't waste Andy Serkis, you know. You just, no. Uh-uh. You don't waste that actor. And it's like, you know, they tried to set him up a little bit in Age of Ultron, which which I respect them for doing that, just giving us the little bit of him. And, you know, that way, you know, it's not like 100% surprise seeing this character in this film because we've already seen him a little bit. I think that that's kind of... That's a good thing. And we saw him yeah. before we even saw Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther. So, you know, it's kind of yeah, cool. Exactly. If only we could have had this kind of symmetry with the Red Skull. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. Um, but uh, we get we get we see Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger in this. And the rumor that I'm hearing about him in the film is that he's been exiled from Wakanda. So I'm not exactly sure how close they're going to follow the origin of the character from the comics um maybe he's exiled because he he like you know just like in the comics he blames t'chaka t'challa's father for the death of his parents um and i think in the in the comics jake is it claw that kills him oh geez it's been so long since i've read that stuff that was like the christopher priest series that really went back to the origin yeah I, i i i can't remember um we get I'm to, sorry, and I'm sure I, I guarantee you that's been changed. That 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 hasn't been the same thing from the, when the character was created to now. Right? Yeah, they. Probably I know did. someone's kind of re, rewritten a lot of that stuff. Retconned it. Okay. Yes. So then we see we we get Lapita Nyong'o as Nakia, who's going to be his love interest, and she's also a member of the uh, Dora Milaje. Uh, who are uh, the female protectors of the Black Panther? Uh, when yeah, he- I love I love her costume design a lot. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna, you know, we just got Wonder Woman. Now we're gonna get more women warriors, which is really cool. So I hope they pull it off nice. well. And- yeah, they're a prominent part in the comics. So hopefully that's something that's not. Hopefully they don't warriors three of in the Black Panther movie. I can't. Yeah. I don't think I've seen Lupita Nyong'o do live action since I watched 12 Years a Slave. I think, like, last time I saw her in anything, and I'm sure she's done stuff, but was Mas Kanata. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. Uh, we do see a lot of the Dora Milaje fighting in the trailers. Uh, we see, uh, what's her name? Denai Guerrera from The Walking Dead. Yeah. She plays Michonne. We see her. She's playing a character called Okoye. Yeah, and it was neat to see her. Yeah. Uh, we got Black Panther's sister, Sura, and she's played by Letitia Wright, as well as Black Panther's mother, played by Angela Bassett, which is a great casting. Uh, we got uh, yeah. Forrest Whitaker. He's playing Black Panther's mentor, Zuri. Uh, Ryan Coogler was talking to Entertainment Weekly about Zuri and Forrest Whitaker's portrayal. He says he's somewhat of a religious figure or a spiritual figure spirituality is something that exists in Wakanda in the comics and it's something we wanted to have elements of in the film. Forrest's character more than anything is a major tieback to T'Challa's father. Zuri is someone he looks to for guidance. So that's that, that's interesting. Yeah, I was wondering how much of that element they were going to actually try to capture in the movie and how faithful to kind of the thematics of what the Black Panther comics have been lately. They're making, yeah, they're making some changes though, um, as far as, 
Yeah, we'll talk about this. Let me let me bring this. Kevin Feige and Ryan Coogler, they talked about the trailer with Entertainment Weekly. And Feige had to say this about the heart-shaped herb. Have you guys heard about this? No, no. I'm not. Okay. Uh, Feige said, people who read the comics would be familiar with the heart-shaped herb and the ceremonies that surround that. That's partially spiritual. We certainly don't call it magic, but there's vibranium that has been interwoven within that soil and that land for thousands of years, so there are other things going on with it. If I had to guess, uh, actually, um, yeah, Black Panther director Ryan Coogler, he added this, the heart-shaped herb is how Black Panther achieves his powers. He can fight hand-to-hand with Cap, who's a super soldier, so he has super strength and heightened instincts that give him his enhanced abilities. So this is going to be a part of this story. It's making it into the movie. It's from the comics. And in the comics, a meteorite made of vibranium hits Wakanda. And I, I, I don't know when it hits. So it'll be interesting to see if they show that origin starting off in the movie. Like if that's where it starts, like we see a meteor hit. And I, I don't know if they're going to do that. I think it would make sense to show that. Yeah. Um, but um, in the movie, yeah. it sounds like this vibranium absorbs into the soil. It's it's a, And it actually becomes part of these plants, this heart-shaped herb that only grows in Wakanda. Black Panther's superpowers come from this uh, heart-shaped herb. And this is, from, this is comic stuff. So the Wakandans use this plant as part of an initiation process for the person who is meant to hold the title of Black Panther. They take the juices of the plant and then put it on the warrior's body, and only the warrior that is noble can survive this process, and then they get the powers of the Black Panther. So they get healing powers, super strength, super speed, super agility. So the plant is going to be in the movie, but it sounds like it's not a magical plant that chooses who the Black Panther is going to be. It just sounds like something that is guarded by maybe the Dora Milaje, uh, and only the Black Panther can use it. And this is kind of supported. This is kind of supported by Ryan Coogler, the director. He said, the heart-shaped herb is what Black Panthers over the generations would consume once they earn the title, which gives them their physical edge. So, and dispute me if you don't believe this, but I'm guessing that maybe... Killmonger has been either taking this in secret or or he steals some. Um, in the comics, he's taken it. It's almost killed him before because of that nobility. Ed, the, there's that part of the nobility where you have to be no, noble to take it. And so it's almost oh. killed him in the comics. And it sounds like they're taking that magic, that nobility out of it here, that it's just science. And so maybe... Maybe Michael B. Jordan is taking this as well. And they, in the comics, he's also become like dangerous and kind of like off balance mentally from taking it. So maybe that's what happens here. Maybe he's mad at T'Challa for like his parents dying and, and being exiled, all these things. I don't know. But I think they need a character that's going to be able to go up against him physically. And he's probably taking this plant too. Yeah, yeah that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's interesting. 
And if they make a change to the comic, like as far as the magic or not thing, I mean, that's, you know, the rule. If it's a good movie, we'll forgive it. If it's a bad movie, we'll say they should have, they should have done it the right way. Yeah. 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 I'm fine with them making it all about science because like they're already showing us how technologically advanced these, uh, these warriors and, and this, and, and these people that live in Wakanda are. So I have no problem yeah. with it being all science based, and I mean, I, you, I agree. I, I think it also separates the universes better. I yeah. don't think you want to yeah. bleed the Doctor Strange yes. element into it at all. I was just yeah, going to say that. that. Yeah, I was just going to say that. You know, and I, you know the the meteorite. You know, I mean, unless it I, it does it's it's vibranium. I don't think it has to have magical elements once it mixes with plants. So yeah, right. I, I agree. Um, it's just a chemical reaction. Are you? It, it, it gets really fucking convoluted at that point, and it's like, yeah. what? What's the point? Just you know, get to the meat of it. Are you guys gonna shit your pants in the third act when uh, Winter Soldier is released? That'd be um, pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I hope that happens. That'll be cool. You know, they have to have faith that most of their audience has seen Civil War, right? Yeah. I don't know though. I I actually am anti the more I think of it now I'm anti that happening. I do I don't want that to happen. I think that it would work okay if it's presented in a way to where even if you're not familiar with them, you can pick up on enough real quick on the fly to where it would make sense. I think I just don't want it to happen. I I feel the same way about it as I do like about why I didn't want Batman to show up in the Wonder Woman movie. Yeah, but we're I think yeah, I guess. I mean, we're speculating about yeah, I guess you're right in that. But we're kind of like speculating about it now. But if like if you went in cold and had like no idea like this could happen and it happened, it might be cool. Yeah, I agree, but I, I don't like the idea of like um, the whitey villain coming in and stealing the spotlight from something that's potentially very special. So, I don't know. yeah, that's my that's my complaint about it. And like I said, it's the same thing about like the Batman Wonder Woman thing. Like, yeah. I don't want that either. Like, I don't want Batman showing up and like being the surprise. And taken away from what the good thing that's being done here, you know. Sometimes it is kind of cool though to get like that backup, you know. Like, like you know, you think all hope is lost, and then all of a sudden, you know, somebody shows up that you weren't expecting, and it's like, all right. I don't know. There's like, there's like three other Marvel movies a year though, and you can easily do Winter Soldier magically showing up in those. Yeah, but they contracted Sebastian Stan for like nine movies, so that's the the reason I'm thinking that it could happen as well. Yeah, maybe in the I'd be more fine with it happening in the end credit sequence than I would because the end credit sequence in a Marvel movie is anything fucking goes. It's a it's a goddamn funhouse. Mm-hmm. So I'm mean, whatever. I'm fine there, but to have him like show up in the middle of a movie. No, like, I, I I totally get what you're saying about taking away from the character of Black Panther, but I mean he's not he's not fighting alone in this. I mean he's got the Dora Milaje, he's got his sister, and I even think that his mother could kick some ass in this movie for all we know. So. You know, we'll see. Yeah, I completely agree. But Which, I mean, I, there's definitely tons of representation, even if Winter Soldier yeah. shows up. Yeah, it just feels but, like a, a lot of these movies. Well, Doctor Strange didn't have anybody show up in that film, did he? 
Yeah, not really. I don't remember what the dopey end credit sequence in that movie was. The only thing I don't I'm, either. Well, it was uh, him, him. Uh, oh, the Thor stuff. Him, t- yeah, yeah. But I'm talking about like the actual movie, like the third act, like because it's set up. I mean, it is set up because the Winter Soldier is there and like in a cryostasis or whatever. So yeah, yeah, it's definitely an interesting idea. It would be, it would definitely be remiss if it wasn't brought up. Yes, yes. I maybe we'll get just like a quick like uh, him walking past him or something. So yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, and but and you know movies if 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 there's a big fight sequence between fucking Black Panther and Winter Soldier, there's no way they're keeping that shit. They're showing us that shit in trailer two, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> half the fucking fight. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't want that. Yeah, it's it's just like Age of Ultron where we got most of the Hulkbuster fight. That that shit drove me. Yeah. You know, in the next Thor trailer, we're gonna get a lot more of the Hulk and Thor fight. Oh, oh absolutely, yeah. because absolutely. they're gonna definitely capitalize on that whole shit that happened at the end of Avengers. I'm almost like scared to even watch that trailer. Like, I don't. It's almost like I don't even want to watch that because I don't want to see more of that fight. I really don't. Right. I, I want to see that on screen for the first time. And it, it, it sucks because I like reporting, like, what I saw, like, on this show. But on the flip side, it's like you do get, like, those Hulk buster – like, what was it? Like, yeah, it, it'd, be, it'd be nice to enjoy a fucking yeah, movie yes, in the moment. Yes. Mm-hmm. What was it, Jake? Like, when, when the – when they – there was somebody that took every Hulk buster TV spot trailer. Oh, I saw that. I saw that. They put together, like, most of the fight, right? A lot of it. Yeah, there was very little. And, you know, yeah. a lot of that was really good stuff. And, honestly, there's, like, the two moments that you didn't see in the trailer right. that actually were exciting moments. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. All so, right. Uh, so, yeah, Black Panther producer Nate Moore, he talked uh, with Complex about uh, the movie and how they're going to skip the traditional superhero origin. And uh, he says what's great is that people have already met Chadwick. In Civil War. So now we get to jump in feet first without having to tell a more traditional origin story. We meet him as his world is changing. Black Panther takes place right after the events of Civil War. So T'Challa's father has just been killed. He has returned home to Wakanda. And T'Challa has to navigate potentially becoming the new ruler of his nation. He never intended to become the king for years because he figured his dad would be around for a long time. T'Chaka's death is, in a lot of ways, the catalyst for everything that's happening in Black Panther. Yeah, I could easily see how that would be. I mean, that's a big deal, the who's going to rule. I mean, in the the comic, it was was always the Shuri stuff and the... Whether or not, you know, Black Panther would do it. Right. T'Challa, I mean. Yeah, yeah. So that's the thing. It's like, uh, you know, Killmonger, probably exiled, hears news of this, and he thinks maybe this is the time to to take on a weakened, you know, nation of Wakanda and try to, like, lead himself. Maybe, maybe he doesn't believe that Black Panther's the leader he should be and there's a power struggle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. If you were going to usurp the throne, this would definitely be the time to do it. I right. mean, there, there really isn't anyone sitting on it, kind of, at, at the moment, it sounds like, with yeah. the story. Yeah, and maybe they don't think that, you know, T'Challa is able to lead the nation right after his father passed away. Maybe he's, like, you know, 
oh, you, you know, you, you can't do this. You're not, you can't do this. Or they think he's weak or something. I don't know. So. Yeah. I, and I kind of think he won't at the end. I, I don't know. I kind of think he'll decide not that he's not the rightful person right now. Mm-hmm. And that way they'll be able to keep him more sensibly involved in the other Avengers movies and what, right. whatnot. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. So yeah, definitely looking forward to the Black Panther movie and that trailer was Tupperware and I hope they can keep it up, man. I loved everything I saw. So. Yeah, What's the exactly. release date for it? Uh, February? Yeah, it's a weird February one. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's an odd, that's an odd release for a Marvel film, to be honest with you. Have they done a February release before? No, I, I mean, it's, it's Black History Month. Oh, that's, that's oh, very okay. nice. That's so, very yeah. appropriate. Uh, DC News, guys. Let's see here. Let me find the bumper. Sorry. Last night, Batman destroyed my vagina. And now the leftovers are going to destroy DC News. It's time for DC News, you fucking pieces of shit. All right. We got Wonder Woman. We got Justice League. We got uh, Justice League dark stuff to talk about. Anyway, some of this stuff is possible spoilers for Wonder Woman. So it's been out for a week. Um, I just wanted to warn people, you know, if it's only been out for a week, I like to warn people, you know, that there's going to be spoilers for Wonder Woman. So yeah, it's a good call. You know, are you going to play the bumper? I'll play the bumper. Let's do this. And where are you? Where are you? Damn thing. I can't find the fucking thing. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Now there it is. Found it. This is a pop culture leftovers. Spoiler warning. Today's forecast calls for spoilers straight in your dickhole. You have been warned, spoiler pussies. I found this really interesting. Uh, Patty Jenkins, uh, director for Wonder Woman, she was talking to Playboy about Jake. I thought you were the weren't you the centerfold in that issue? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't think that's come out yet. <laughs> oh shit! I wasn't supposed to say anything, was I? No, we can edit. All right, we'll Good take thing that you out. That spoiler alert. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. Do they do? Are they, are they are they back to doing nudes in Playboy now? I don't know if they're back now, but they are. His son is taking over, so his son said they're bringing it back. Uh, bring it back to nudes. Huh? Yeah, yeah, they're bringing back the the old centerfold and the the nudes. Sixty year old men just don't know how to fap right now. <laughs> Uh, Patty Jenkins, she was talking to Playboy and, uh, about the time, you know, Gal Gadot was cast as Wonder Woman and her thoughts about it. She says, I remember when I read in the news that Wonder Woman had been cast and my heart sank. I had been talking to the studio for so long about doing it. And I was like, well, that's that. I'm sure we wouldn't have made the same choice. And then I started paying attention to her and watching her and looking at her, and it was just unbelievable. Frankly, I think they did a better job than I could have because I don't know that I would have scoured the earth as hard to find her. I don't know that I would have looked internationally. I would have just looked for an American girl. The fact that they found Gal and chose her is a magical gift to me. So... That's cool for her to admit that. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that is. I read that article too. How she said she would not have got Gagada, and I was like, oh my gosh. I'm looking. What at, crazy thing to say, right? I think that's very cool for her to come out and admit this, and not not give that you know classic like pandering to you know oh she's just a great choice. She's a great actor. I thought this all along, and and I was so excited to work with her. And it's like. That's not the case here. But now you see these photos. Like, I love, like, I've been, like, you know, reading, like, uh, these articles from Vanity Fair and Entertainment Weekly and all these things and seeing these articles. And I love, like, these behind-the-scenes photos of, like, you know, Gal and, and Patty Jenkins. Like, I think these two are forever going to be connected because of this movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, And that's definitely. a good thing, too. I mean, I... For me, obviously, this casting at first was like a what the fuck moment, but there was a lot of people that didn't agree with Heath Ledger getting cast as the Joker. About Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton is Batman. Yeah, I, I was one of them. I was one of them. Yeah, the majority of comic book casting is usually met with not happiness. Right. Right. I had to go out of my way to show Kelly uh, like her scenes from like the Fast and Furious movies and shit. Just, just to try to illustrate why I was concerned at the outset, but like now I feel bad for her because it's not a lack of acting ability on her part that uh, in one of the Fast and Furious films somebody grabbed her ass and that was like her shining moment in the fucking movie. But that was like the fucking movie and the director's choice. That had nothing to do with Gal Gadot, right? Like for me, she is my fucking Wonder Woman now. Yeah, yeah, it's synonymous. Absolutely, yeah. It's not like she's a terrible actress in the Fast and the Furious movies. No, it's it, just how she was used. The material's just not there, correct? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was backwards, and shame on me for fucking putting that on her, but, I mean, yeah. Jesus, I, I gotta eat it every chance I get. You let certain franchises or properties get a hold of, a, an, of an actor like Gal Gadot, or even like a director like Michael Bay, if, if, he, if, Oh my gosh! Can you imagine Gal Gadot in a Michael Bay movie? He would just sexu- oh god, he would oh, ju- yeah. he would just it's sexualize. Like well, he'd sexualize her the whole time, right? So, you know, and um, that's like that that that'd be my worst nightmare for a fucking Wonder Woman movie is a Michael right. Bay directed Wonder Woman. Oh my god, <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that would have ruined the whole thing, right? Oh from the jump. yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't. I, I would have been out. I would have been people, people complain about the Michael Bay Transformers thing, but look at the bright side. He's been so tied up with Transformers for the last decade that he hasn't been able to ruin anything else. <laughs> I love that. That's true. That's true. Uh, DC Extended Universe producer Charles Roven talked with Cinema Blend about Wonder Woman 2, and he had this to say. Nothing has been written. We really want to focus on this movie. And I think the result of this movie is going to really define what the future of Wonder Woman is in the movies, other than the fact that you know that she's in the Justice League. And we're really happy about that. But I think we're all pretty pleased with the film. And you guys have been great, giving us amazingly wonderful, positive feedback. We hope it continues on. So nothing has been written about Wonder Woman too. All we know is like the statements that Patty Jenkins has given. She's talked about how uh, – here's one of her quotes. Uh, the story will take place in the U.S., which I think is right. She's Wonder mm-hmm. Woman. She's got to come to America. It's time. So we do know that. Um, we know that it's going to be set in contemporary time. Um, and we've heard the rumors of Cheetah being the villain. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I'm not surprised that the studio didn't have the confidence to already have a lot of this stuff in motion. I mean, unfortunately, I'm not. Oh, sure. Yeah, it was a wait and see kind of thing. Sure. Absolutely. You got to see how it performs. Like when, when you're hearing like projections of 65 million or a hundred, you know, it's like, we don't know. We don't know. And like it made that, that first weekend, it made 103 million. So yeah, it, it exceeded their, their goals. And I think it's done 300 million worldwide so far. So it's doing quite well. And, and it had the least amount of drop off of any film in the in the second Friday, that's yeah, bad. I'm, I'm not surprised by that at all. Honestly, that just such such good mouth. Of, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, word of mouth has been great on this film, and I, I'm wanting to see it again. Um, I'm actually wanting to go to see it. I want to. I really do. I want to see it in the drive-in theater. Oh, that would be cool. Where is oh. the nearest drive-in theater to us? Springfield. Oh uh, shit. I wonder what they're. That's not bad for you. <laughs> Yeah, it's that's forty five minutes away from me. I love it. I, I absolutely love it. It's 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 a great time. I'm just upset. I just wish that Star Wars would come back out in May again so I could watch a Star Wars movie at the drive in. Yeah, lots of rumors that we're gonna get that eventually. I know. God can next year seeing Han Solo <laughs> at the drive in. Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah. That's gonna be awesome. See, that's the cool thing, is like you go to see like a, a Star Wars movie at the drive in. Uh, a space battle. Well, the stars. I mean, you see, like, you can literally see the stars be beyond the screen. So, because you're outside, it's so cool. Yeah, so, it is cool. Now uh, you got me googling drive-in theaters. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't know if, if there's any closer than Springfield. To be quite honest with you, Harvest Moon Drive-in Movie Theaters in Gibson City, Illinois. Where the fuck is that? Oh fuck. Well, we can find out when we take our next break. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, Petty Jenkins was also asked by Fandango if we'll see Steve Trevor in the second film in any form. And she said, all I can say is it was a dilemma. It's something I hope we don't talk about in the public because I want to, I want people to see. And she, she's talking about the, uh, the death of Steve Trevor here, obviously. Um, she goes on to say, but it's very hard to know which characters will be in the next movie because of the time period. So it's a big question. So she's already, she's still, still saying it's hard to say because of the time period. So she's still basically saying like it is going to be contemporary. So I kind of wish she'd go back on that. I really do. Yeah. I, I wish it was just a hard no. Yeah. I wish she'd go, yeah, I wish she'd go back on that and give us another, like give us World War Two or give us like the sixties or seventies or something like that. I don't Yeah. I gotta imagine the stupid studio wants her caught up to fucking current continuity as fast as possible. Well she just recently came out and said something. She she made the statements that not all extended universes are a good idea. And I and that goes along with the movie that she made. You know, that's why she made a great movie is because she wasn't like beholden to um, anything that else that's really going on outside of, you know, in the DCEU. It's not like, yeah, we got Batman Center of Picture, but like, that's not, that's, that's so, so, so minor, so small, you know? Yeah. It stands alone on its own. 
It really does. It really does. This is like, like if this was the first movie for the DCEU, oh my God. Like, yeah, they should just make it the first movie for the DCEU. Right. <laughs> like really, if you think about it, this is the movie that we should have got yeah. after Man of Steel. Oh, uh, this is, this, honestly, I, man. Yeah, it's like, I, I don't know, things kind of worked out cool because, like, it it was really neat to see her in Batman v Superman. You know, she was awesome in that. You know, mm-hmm. we, we wouldn't have got those scenes, but I don't, I don't know. It, this is so, so hard, so hard for me to, I'm, I, as much as I did lo- love Man of Steel, Frank, it's one of those things where, I'm trying to think like what's better though for audiences to to start out on like this movie. I mean, I don't. I th- I kind of mm. think I don't know. Well, I mean, it you can watch it without having to watch any of the others. Yeah, yeah and I guarantee you, plenty of people have. Well, can you imagine yeah. like if this was the first movie and it starts off with like you know you see like people walking around with like those cases that say like you know Wayne on them, and then. And then she gets like a note from Bruce Wayne. We're like, oh my God, oh, that's Batman. You know, we don't even know. We don't even know who's mm-hmm. going to be cast as Batman at that time, you know, if the, in this, in this Elseworld story that I'm creating. But, um, right. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they've, they've kind of made their bed and I, I, I'm, I'm worried about, and I, I'm sure you guys are too with them making this a contemporary story that they're, I hope Patty Jenkins is firm and she's, She's firm about making this another, you know, bottle kind of movie where it's not beholden to everything else, all this other bullshit that's going on. Yeah, she should be given basically the same treatment that Gunn is given over in Marvel. I've yeah, mm-hmm. I said that I said that when we reviewed Wonder Woman that I want her to get the respect that James Gunn has, you know, over at over at Marvel, and I think he's he's earned it, and I think she's earned that same respect. So. I 100% agree. I completely agree. Really, at this point, they can kind of cool their jets a little bit because they've been so concerned about, oh, we got to have this extended universe. we got to have all these tie-ins so far that that is what has really tripped them up. I would hope to think that when we're getting this deep, because this is only the fourth film that we've had in what they're considering this new DCEU. Yeah. So when we're talking this many films in... Hopefully they slow their roll and aren't so fucking worried with shoving everything into every single fucking film to where they can allow it to be its own entity again. That would be ideal. Yeah, I agree with that. Jesus, I'm sorry. Someone's doing fireworks outside. It spooked me there. <laughs> do, do you need to take it? Do we need to take a break? No. I don't, can you hear it? No. No. I can't hear nothing. All right. Yeah, because it's still going like crazy. Uh, let's see here. Screen Rant talked about, oh yeah, and uh, the Steve Trevor stuff, don't bring him back, that's stupid. Yeah. Yeah, agreed, agreed. It completely Maybe. nullifies his sacrifice, which is what helps define her character. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, maybe maybe flashback, I don't know. I'm okay if we never see him again. A flashback. He could be just as good just being in what he was. A flashback to what? You know, like. Yeah, that, that's a good point. We saw it all. We saw, yeah, we saw all their time together unless, you know, I don't know. I, there's nothing. I don't need it. I mean, that it was, leave it there. I I mean, she can, she can, we can see her like looking at the picture of Steve or something in another movie or, or. 
going to his gravestone or something like that, but I don't need anything else. Yeah, and even with that, put it off. Don't, like, shoehorn that first thing into the next film. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. So Screen Screen Rant talked about characters from Wonder Woman returning in Justice League. Here's their news. They said Warner Brothers has issued an official preview press kit for its 2017 film slate that naturally includes details about Justice League. The main cast for the film includes all of the aforementioned Justice League superhero actors, as well as Ben Affleck. Amy Adams, Henry Cavill, uh, once he recovers from being killed by Doomsday in Batman v Superman, of course. Uh, meanwhile, the supporting cast for the film not only includes uh, them, but Jesse Eisenberg, also Connie Nielsen, who is uh, who played Hippolyta, and, and I found out that also not only is it Lex Luthor going to be in Justice League. And Hippolyta, the mother of Wonder Woman, but we also get Robin Wright. The LA Times has confirmed that Robin Wright, who played in Tiope, will return as well. They were LA Times did an interview with Connie Nielsen, Gal Gadot, and Robin Wright, and Nielsen said, and Wright and I got to do more in Justice League as well, as sisters as well. Kind of badass as well why does she say as well so much as well as well as I know. <laughs> we can't say much but and then robin wright says and more of, of the story you get some of the history so and tp died so you know how are we getting more in tp so basically at the beginning of the movie we're getting and we we talked about this on the podcast before we're going to get the scene at the beginning of the movie where it's mankind, the Atlanteans, and the, Amazon, and the Amazons fighting against parademons uh, by being given these mother boxes. So they, after, so basically it's it's like Lord of the Rings, you know, and they're each. That, that, that's cool though, that we're going to, we're going to see more of that. And after the battle, um, Mankind, the Atlanteans, and the Amazons kind of like go their separate ways, and the like. I guess the legend is that when the Parademons return, that this means that the three will have to team up and fight again. So, of course, we know we're getting, you know, um, so we know we're getting Atlanteans in Justice League. We know Willem Dafoe is going to be in there and. Probably Nicole Kidman's going to show up as his mother, but is as far as the Amazon's representation in Justice League, is it only going to be Wonder Woman? I, I'm my guess is yes. Mm, yeah, my guess is yes too. Seems like it, it would have been a little bit too late. I don't know though. The budget with Whedon, the doing, bu- with Whedon doing rewrites, we know how much he loves female characters. Yeah, but the the thing is, like you, Charles Roven has already come out and said, like as much as these rumors about them reshooting forty percent of the movie, Charles Roven's come out, and even Joss Whedon has said, like this is Zach's movie, like. It's Zach's vision. We're not changing that. You're getting Zach's movie. And these are just, mm-hmm. this is just a regular, and I mean, I think it was, uh, it was Mark, Mark Hughes from Forbes actually said, like, you know, like, 
what's true about these reshoot rumors. Like people were saying it's going to be three months of reshoots when in all actuality it's probably more like six to seven weeks, which is normal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe – I mean if, if the reshoot something happens for some reason, it could it could get extended to maybe two months. But it's not looking like what people are, you know, saying is like massive reshoots. And, and I – I don't Yeah, people really want to cry that massive reshoots every time this happens. This it, happens for every movie. Yes, but yeah. it, it's going to happen more now because you've got Joss Whedon coming in there. Like as soon as Joss Whedon comes in there, people are going to be like, "Oh, okay, Joss Whedon's taken over. This is Joss Whedon's movie now. Joss Whedon's going to make the Justice League just like the Avengers and it's and it's going to be like massive reshoots because of Joss Whedon and I'm not buying it. I'm, I'm really not buying it that the studio is going to – the jokes that we saw in the trailer, like that was shit like before like Whedon even stepped in and did anything. So yeah. I feel I mean, like – You reported that shit from the, when they had the open press visits before we even got the trailer. Right. The same stuff that far back. Right. Right. I think the I think it's going to be a normal reshoot schedule. I really do. Um, I agree. I agree. I don't think that Joss Whedon – would feel comfortable going in there trying to help out Zack Snyder after this tragedy and being like, well, yeah, let me jump in here and like reshoot 40% of the movie. Like, of course, the yeah, stu- if the studio watches the movie, Jake, and it's awful, they're going to, they're just going to give us another Suicide Squad, man. Yeah, that's, I was just getting ready to bring up the Suicide Squad. I, and I still don't think it's going to get the kind of reshoots that it got. Yeah. Well, they had the, didn't they have the trick? The trailer company do the reshoots? Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. The people that cut the trailer, they had them do the reshoots. Like, now we've got Joss Whedon doing them. So I feel more, I feel more confident yeah. about that. But like, I, I, I don't, I don't know if this movie's gonna be any good. You know? I, I, even, yeah, it's hard to say. Yeah, even with Joss Whedon in there. I'm, I'm split. I, I, I'm leaning more towards this movie's not going to be good. <laughs> So yeah, yeah. Uh, you know I am. Oh, I know. <laughs> no, and I'm I'm leaning more towards that. It's it's the safe bet, Jake. It's the safe bet that this movie's not going to be good. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Wonder Woman will probably still be charming, and then the rest will be a giant turd. Yeah, and that that was kind of what makes it even look worse. Is you come out of Wonder Woman, and then you watch that Justice League trailer with. Fucking Jason Momoa all acting like a bro. Yeah. And you're like, Jesus fucking Christ, what am I getting ready to watch? Yeah, that's the that's the thing here. The, the, it's the new characters. Like, if they can give us a good Flash and an Aquaman out of this, then it's a win, no matter what the rest of the movie was. Oh, man. Jason Momoa just needs to stick to, like, Game of Thrones grunting <laughs> and then maybe being, like, a like an extra in a Mad Max movie. You know? Like... He does not need to be leading his own film. Frontier was horrible. Yeah, I'm with you here. I'm not big on Momoa as a leading man yet. So, or He'd probably be great ever. Like something like a Sons of Anarchy type show. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and he's a great guy. He really is. Like, I, I hate to say this about him because, like, he is such a really cool guy. And he's he always comes off really charming in his videos and stuff like that. But, you know, uh-huh. it's, I don't know, it's, uh, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. Patty Jenkins, she was uh, recently asked in a uh, Reddit AMA, which stands for Ask Me Anything, if you're not on Reddit. 
And she was asked if uh, she'd like to direct the Superman movie by a fan. She responded. She says, it's no secret that I love Superman, but right now I'm just happy doing Wonder Woman. Now, I, I, I know this is just like a cute little thing. And I'm not saying that she's going to direct the Superman movie. But, guys, I, I honestly think, like, at the very least, they need to make her a producer on the next Superman film. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. They definitely need her voice. Right. Just to bring a little bit of the, you know, just the feeling of that kind of genre to the movie. We saw the best Clark Kent in Wonder Woman in the alley scene. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Wonder exactly. Woman was a better Clark Kent than we've gotten in these films. So just throwing it out there, everybody. Anyway, yeah, it's that's yeah. I, I, at this point, I don't even think that's a bold statement. Right. Oh no, and other people have made that too because I've seen the meme flying around with the scene from Superman one catching the bullet in front of Lois, and then Wonder Woman catching the bullet or knocking it away from Steve Trevor. It, oh, oh yeah. It, I mean, I've yeah, they, they, yeah, they're drawing that comparison hard. I think everybody's getting that feeling. Most everybody. Yeah, it's nice. It's it. It is nice to pay homage to to things of the past and it's and and especially i like it when comic book movies sometimes pay homage to like uh, artists and things like that and they give us something that we've seen in the comics so um, and the best part about that was it was so subtle it wasn't something they shoehorned in yeah it was like perfect for the story right right and that's masterful storytelling yeah, um, i like that stuff too the marvel movies do a good job of putting those scenes in too yeah, we'll see when we get that Ferris Bueller Spider-Man scene. <laughs> how how not forced that feels. Right. I'm I'm hating to say it, but like my excitement level for Spidey keeps dropping the more I see. Yeah. I I don't know. I I'm I'm neutral. Like I I've just been burned so hard by the Spider-Man franchise that it's hard to get super pumped about it. I but, yeah. I I think like uh, uh yeah I think I think in the Spider-Man movie I think we're definitely I can kind of like figure it out and I think like we haven't seen everything I don't think we've seen a lot from the third act at all to be quite honest with you I think I think in the third act it's going to come down to I think there's going to be a fight between Vulture and Iron Man Vulture's going to take him out of the fight and then Spider-Man has to save Tony hmm. That's yeah. interesting You know it it's seems like, like it makes sense we got, I could see it. Yeah. We'll see. You know, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Because it does feel like in those trailers, like, you know, when we've, when we've heard Vulture's, you know, Michael Keaton speak, it does sound like he's kind of, he's anti-Tony Stark. And it, it sounds oh, like. Oh, definitely. And, mm-hmm. he's, and he's going after him, it sounds like. So. Yeah, Tony, whatever his problem is, Tony Stark has caused it, it seems. Yes. Yes. So, um, Forbes, writer, Mark Hughes talked about the DC Cinematic Universe and how they could be tentative on future films pending the possible success of Justice League. And he said this, the truth, the truth is a lot is writing on how 2017 pans out. The studio wants to see how Wonder Woman performs, so far so good on that front, and how Justice League turns out before they barrel ahead with multiple more films every year. More films will get made don't worry, but it just makes sense to ease off the gas a little and be certain about the best route ahead. So is this – and, you know, I, I've heard – Jordan from the Supercast said, like, this guy did talk with Warner Brothers. 
and got this information, maybe an insider. Mm-hmm. I, for me, it feels like this guy is just, is guessing, uh, you know, because we, I've, I've heard no. It's, a, it's, a, it's an easy thing to guess. Yeah, it really is. If these movies were greenlit and, and in pre-production, we would know about it. And since we don't know about that, you can just draw this conclusion. But see, we're hearing, like, there's no news of this stuff slowing down. Like, every other week, they're talking to a different director about The Flash. Um, we, Joss Whedon's going to direct a Batgirl film. That's going to happen. And yeah, yeah. With the success- it's just whether or not that's going to happen inside of a DC cinematic universe that we know right now. Yeah, I, I yeah, that's that's very true. Um, the success of Wonder Woman, we're definitely getting Wonder Woman two, and they're they're not going to go. I mean, we're not. They're not going to lose the Rock as Black Adam. They want that star power, right? And butts and seats just because he does. And THR is reporting that you know they're going to start. Uh, filming uh, Batgirl and Justice League Dark next, which the Justice League Dark news kind of surprised me. So, yeah, that is surprising. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Guillermo del Toro was originally on the project, and uh, you know we're going to talk about uh, what recently happened with Justice League Dark here in a moment. But I don't know. I I I, I don't know if I one hundred percent buy into this. I think. Like Jake said, like he's making an educated guess. Yeah, yeah, I could I could easily see it. It's an easy thing to report with what you already know that's already fact. Right, exactly. Um, Heroic Hollywood recently tweeted five best Superman moments of the DCEU, and Jeff Johns quoted the tweet and said, get ready to revise your list. And mm-hmm. Jake, I'm waiting wow. for I'm waiting for a joke. I got. No, I have no joke. I mean, it's it's not really a joke. I mean, Jeff Johns is just stating the obvious. If they do one cool thing with Superman, it's going to revise that list. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so. I don't know. I I I I liked. Uh, I liked his portrayal as as Superman in Man of Steel, but I it wasn't the love that I had for Christopher Reeves. And in Batman v Superman, the portrayal was just fucking awful. Everything about it was horrible. He was wooden as fuck. Yeah, all of the his character just seemed way off model. Yeah, and it was just oh, it, that movie is just an abomination as far as Superman. I mean, oh yeah, let's let's not go down that road. I know, but <laughs> it, Jeff Johns, I. With Did him, you see these top five moments? No, I didn't look. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I kind of want to, though. Yeah. Jeff Johns, though, now that now that he's kind of like uh, their guy, their Feige over at DC, I hope he's right, man. Because, like, he got screwed with Green Lantern. So. Yeah. Yeah, it, it would be nice. It would be nice. Um, I, I, w- I don't. Just like Jeff Johns, I, I hope him the best. I hope he can kind of redirect this ship a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, Doug Lyman, uh, born I did uh, the the born guy that he did uh, the born the born. What was the first one called? The born identity. identity. The born. They, yeah, they all got the born. The born uh, ultimatum. The born. Uh, I don't know. You know. 
I forgot. I forgot yeah. the first one. I can't keep them fucking straight. It just. It's not. <laughs> it, it's not like Born Two, Born Three, Born Four. So. I get you. Yeah. I, 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 I couldn't do it. I knew the first one, and that's the only one I know in succession. Yeah. He directed the first Born Identity film, and then I think he was a producer for the rest of them. But he was attached to – and then he did uh, Live, Die, Repeat. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I yeah. love Doug Lyman. Doug Lyman's done a lot of great stuff. So Doug – yeah, Doug Lyman's great. Um, he was attached to direct the Gambit film, as we all know, the Channing Tatum film for Fox. And then he yeah. – dropped. He dropped off because he couldn't connect with the character of the story. And uh, now it's being reported that he's dropped off directing what he left Gambit for in the first place, Justice League Dark, because of scheduling concerns. Here's his comments to IGN. I was really excited by the characters in that world, but I'm doing Chaos Walking for Lionsgate next. And then Tom, meaning Tom Cruise, and I are hoping to do the sequel to Edge of Tomorrow, so it just became a scheduling nightmare. That's the problem with directing. Producers can do multiple films, you know. Directing is like being married. So this guy is, like, leaving superhero films just as fast as he signs on for them. Yeah. Well, I don't know if this Gambit thing in his, is his fault in this case. I mean... I kind of don't blame the guy. What's he supposed to just do? Sit there on the bench and wait while they sort all the other shit out? No, I'm saying like he left Gambit to do Justice League Dark and now he's leaving that. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's dropped off two projects now, Jake, because I understand you want to do your, your, your Lionsgate film and then you want to do Live, Die, Rinse and Repeat with Tom. (laughs) I under, I get it, but it's like, Two superhero movies, like, consecutively, within months, dropping off these projects. Like, if I was a studio, I would be leery of this guy taking on any project because, like, he's leaving and making this a habit. It's... Right. Yeah, that is true. It puts it puts the studio in a bad spot. There's it really no does. That. That's what... That, that, the, the Flash is getting fucked by this. Like, you know... Like, I, I, I agree that... Uh, it, Rick Fumiyawa, he he probably left for a good reason. He probably left for a good reason um, when he left Flash. But this guy, Doug Lyman, he couldn't. Why did you sign on for it? If you didn't, you know the character before you signed on. You can't connect. Yeah. You, you can't connect with the character or the story at all. What? <laughs> so what, what are you doing here then? That's a yeah. good question. Yeah. Why did you why did you agree to, to to be a part of this in the first place? I mean, I think I mean honestly, I think the Gambit I don't movie know. maybe maybe he's in the right though. Maybe it's a situation where he doesn't connect with the character or the story because he, they just want him to be, you know, a place card director and just do as they say as the screenplay says and you know, maybe he wants to not do that. Yeah. So, I guess it's just it's 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 weird. Um, maybe, maybe it's integrity. I mean, it's hard saying without knowing the facts. Yeah, it's just weird to sign on and then come out and say you can't connect with the character of the story. Right. See, I, I, the more I think about it, the less weird it gets because superhero movies are the exact type of movies where you might not be able to like you might. I, what's the movie Justice League Dark or whatever? You might connect to it 
when you get offered the job, but then when you see the ironclad screenplay that you're forced to put to film, then you don't connect with those characters. Those aren't the characters that you signed on for. They're the writers in the studio's vision that they're asking you to make a film about that you think is incredibly stupid and benign, you know? But would it really be so far off the mark from what you could, like, easily fucking Google? You're you know I mean? missing the point completely, Frank. Like, let's just say Jake Elliott gets signed on to do a Spider-Man movie. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, oh, right, fuck it. I'll take that contract. I love Spider-Man. Well, the writer in the studio says that the whole fucking movie has to be Ben Riley Spider-Man that no one wants to see. And I have no creative control whatsoever. I have This is the Spider-Man movie. I, I'm no longer connecting with Spider-Man. That this isn't what why I signed on for. I see what I you're no saying. No creative like, control to change this anymore. Because so, when I think of Spider-Man, I think of Peter Parker, not anybody else who's played the character. Yeah, this is exactly why Matt Reeves took weeks to get the Batman shit straighted out. Yeah, because but, he but, loves he loves the character Batman, but until he was in charge of the character Batman, he wasn't going to direct that fucking. I, I hope this. I hope that I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying like it also could be the fact that it's basically a Gambit story, and it's very it's set in New Orleans, very Creole feel, uh, feel and it's just him. In the Thieves Guild and him versus the Thieves Guild. It could be just a very Gambit-centric story and it doesn't have to be like – that's why I thought Doug Lyman was perfect for this is because like he's worked – now he, now he'd get a chance to work with Channing, Channing Tatum and he's worked with a young Matt Damon in the past. And this felt mm-hmm. just like something I felt like him with like the action and some of the cool things that he did in that first Born Identity movie, like this would be a great character – for him to take on. I, I thought it was going to be really cool. And it doesn't have to be like an end of the world scenario that they forced, like, you know, like Suicide Squad, they forced it to be like an end of the world scenario. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. And this I could be. One of the things I hate the most about it. Sure. And this could be just a very intimate, cool story introducing people to Gambit. And. Yeah, as well, as well, it should be. Yeah. And, and. You know, they, maybe they weren't taking liberties with the character or doing something crazy. Um, but then again, you you do have. I just want Channing Tatum as an actor just to have just to tell them, hey, I'm a fan of the character. I just want to make a really cool Gambit movie. It doesn't have guys. We don't have to have Zool show up at the end of the movie. You know, yeah, go go fucking extreme. And if 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 he's that passionate about it, do like fucking Deadpool and get do some test gambit test footage yeah yeah you're absolutely right do that or just get like one of these you know that that director that they got for deadpool uh tim miller i mean this guy what did he really done before that not a lot yeah he's doing some sci-fi movie for fox right now i forget what it's called yeah that's right but i mean before the like this was his big break you know yeah this was his big break and the guy's like i don't know he's like late 40s He's not a young guy either, so <laughs> it's uh I don't know. It's uh I don't know. It's 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 not like I'm like torn up that we're not going to get a Gambit movie like right now. I don't really care if we ever do, to be quite honest with you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's just I'm not I, the biggest freakazoid for the character either. Right. You know, I can live without it. It's just one of those things where I'm just like trying to figure out like where Doug Lyman's coming from because we've got 
him taking on two superhero movies and leaving both of them for different reasons. It's almost like calling into work sick and you can't use the same excuse twice. You know, like, right. I couldn't connect yeah. to this character. Oh, now I've got scheduling issues. Like, what's it going to be next? <laughs> I mean. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he, I, I, I think he probably just wasn't happy with the material that he was given. That's fine. I mean, I want the directors. It's their choice. They, 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 I want Doug Lyman to make good decisions and good movies. And so, you know, uh, it would suck, though, if he did step away from something good. So, you know, yeah, I mean, I agree with what he says that, you know, it's he's a director and you are married to the movies. So, it's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, if it's a struggle or if there's issues with scheduling then fuck it, move on. Yeah, it's true. It's very true. Yeah. You know, I can't put myself in his shoes, but yeah, it's just I two superhero movies. I had to bring it up. Yeah. Look how long Fox had their head up their ass with Deadpool. I doubt fucking they were chugging along full speed for Doug Lyman on Gambit. His last name is Lie, man. Yeah. <laughs> lie, man. <laughs> Fucking lie. I get it. You don't like the guy. He likes spit on you or something. <laughs> uh, I've got nothing against Doug Lyman. I think Doug Lyman's fantastic. You're attacking the man's integrity, and I won't stand for it anymore. And he was the inspiration for one of my favorite movies of, uh, was it last year, American Ultra. Yeah. Wasn't he heavily involved in the Lethal Weapon movies? Uh, I don't Am know. I crazy about that? I don't know if he was or not. Hmm. Yeah. All right. I'm trying to find out. That's fine. You know what? We'll take a break, and then you can let us know what you found out. All right. Cool. All right. Be right back. Greetings, Leftover Army. Pop Culture Leftovers is the people's podcast. They're always looking for new writers and YouTube reviewers to join the team because they themselves aren't talented enough to write them. In all honesty, they're not even sure Frank can read. But their listeners can. So send your reviews to popcultureleftovers at gmail.com. And if the leftovers like it, They'll contact you, and you could see your article featured on popcultureleftovers.com. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Leftover Army. You should follow the leftovers on Instagram at instagram.com slash popcultureleftovers and on Tumblr at popcultureleftovers2.tumblr.com. If you get a few shots of vodka in you, it's almost as sexy as my voice. That's gangster. All right. Yeah, we are back. Yeah, that was a long break. Yeah. Yeah. We're back. Yeah, we're back. <laughs> Star Wars. Now we can get out of here. All right. Yeah, let's do some Star Wars news. Hold on. <laughs> here we go. Where are we? Yeah, Star Wars. Hey, guys. What's Amisa saying? You were supposed to be here with me, listening to Pop Culture Leftovers podcast. That's not true. That's impossible. All right. Anyway, we got uh, got some possible spoilers ahead for Star Wars: The Last Jedi. All right. Okay, and uh, quite a few of them actually. So. Uh, you guys got those links that I sent you? Did you get a chance to look at those? 
I yeah. did. I, I briefly skimmed them. Okay, so we're going to talk about... I got the gist of it. Yeah, we're going to talk about that a little bit later. I wanted to talk about possible spoilers for Star Wars The Last Jedi trailer number two, which should be out sometime this summer, from what I'm hearing. These rumors are courtesy of YouTuber Mike Zero, and um, I, I think the details are 100% legit on this one, because it actually what he says in the YouTube video lines up perfectly with what we've seen from leaked video footage from their filming over in Ireland on uh, Michael Skellig, uh, the uh, Octu location. And the trailer itself, the second trailer, is rumored to be 2 minutes and 48 seconds long. But in this trailer, we get to see Luke floating on his meditation rock. Now... Let me explain. This is not Luke hovering off of his feet above a rock. This is Luke standing on a very large rock while it floats off the fucking ground. Yeah, that's awesome. And his robe is flowing in the wind, and it looks pretty awesome. The new trailer, you just won't hear Luke dialogue as well, but you're actually going to see him talking on screen. But I saw the video footage of him standing on the rock when they're filming in Ireland. And yeah, you see that you see the robe flowing in the wind and they're going to make this rock hover. I think that's some pretty cool fucking imagery. Yeah, I think so oh, yeah. too. I could easily see that as poster imagery. Oh yeah, absolutely. That'd be cool as shit. And so, yeah. Uh, yeah, Luke. Oh my God. Floating on. It, it's a pretty massive rock. It's pretty big. Um, uh, there's also, I, I guess, in the in the trailer, there's also news of a new space battle, some uh, space battle sequences featuring resistance bombers against Tie Fighters, and we'll see resistance bombers exploding over an unknown planet. So a new planet, possibly, or maybe just something that they, you know, maybe a planet we've seen they just didn't know what planet it was when they saw the trailer. Some new planet they won't flesh out at all that we won't ever give a fuck about again. Yeah, true. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, looking forward to the new trailer. Hope it comes out sometime soon this summer. Uh, more details about Snoke's elite Praetorian guards from making StarWars.net. Uh, in Star Wars the Last Jedi, Supreme Leader Snoke has six to eight guards. These are Snoke's personal guards, and they're all different. They are basically redesigns of Emperor Palpatine's royal guards with their own spin. These guards are called elite Praetorian guards, and they all have different weapons like nunchucks or double-bladed fighting sticks. They all have different helmets and fabric ornamentation, but the core armor set on the chest and the arms appears to be the same. The chest and the arms being the same really gives them all a sameness while allowing them to have some individuality. They also have red boots on that is obscured on the particular guard we're discussing today. Um, they go on to talk about the different guards. I, I showed you guys pictures of the yeah. guards. Um, let's see here. What? I loved those pictures, by the way. Those concept designs were fantastic. The concept designs in the first article, did they, they look different, though, than what looks like is actually official in the next one, right? They didn't line up and look exactly alike, though, did they? Yeah, but it kind of lines up with what they said about each guard looking different. I mean, that could just be one of the uh, one of them. 
Yeah, that's true. I, I, they, they, he goes on to say like the, the core armor set on the chest and arms appears to be the same. Mm, it's, okay. it's, it's the helmet and the weapons that are different. So that's a shame because the design in the first link you sent is by far my favorite. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Yeah, that's from makingstarwars.net, and that was like someone they know drawing kind of like a sketch artist, like drawing what mm. they heard. You know, you, you see what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. I get what yeah. you're saying. Taking all the clues and yes. info you've heard from on set and just kind of preconceiving what it's going to look like. And in the second article that I sent you, those are actually like leaked. You know, yeah, and you can tell just from the angles of the photos. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see here. More about these guards. When I first heard about these guards, I was told it was uncertain by most if they would have any action in the film. Since then, I have been told that they will have an action sequence in the movie. It almost seems like at first they were just going to do uh, all they were going to do was stand next to Supreme Leader Snoke in his palace. And then after the interest in them picked up, they were actually given something to do. That's just the way it seems now. And I might be wrong about the evolution of their presence in the film. Um, it goes on to talk about the weapons of the Praetorian Guards. Uh, the elite Praetorian we will show you today has a halberd-type weapon with an electric field along the blade, not unlike Captain Phasma's Executioner Stormtroopers. It basically has a very similar technology with the pink energy for deflection or maybe even cutting. The Executioner Stormtrooper weapon have an energy that is very spitty with sparks flying past their shoulders from what I've seen. The Elite Praetorian's energy along the blade seems more finely tuned and elegant by comparison. That's kind of neat, like the difference between Kylo's saber and what we know to be a lightsaber. Right, yeah, I like that too. Um, we don't know if in the final film both weapons will have the pink electricity along the weapons or just the Praetorians. Mm, yeah, that sounds really cool. That should be a really neat special effect. Yeah. Uh, and this lines up with a lot of stuff that they've done in Star Wars, but I'm hearing that the helmet for these guards is actually inspired by old Kylo Ren helmets that weren't, uh, Kylo Ren helmet art that wasn't used. Oh, that's really neat because I've seen a lot of that, and a lot of that stuff was really cool. Yeah, well, they 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 you know uh, what was it? Rebels season two. Um, those two characters that they battled were uh, based off of uh, Kylo Ren. Like one of them was based off an old Kylo Ren sketch that they didn't use when. <laughs> I can't remember the name of that character. Uh, uh, what's what's the guy's what name? Uh, Dave Filoni, they, uh, they throw him all the scraps. Yeah. What were you saying, Frank? Uh, weren't those like the, uh, the Jedi hunters? Like yeah. the ones that were using the sabers like the helicopter shit? I can't remember yeah. what they're called either. Yeah, I can't remember what they're called either, but yeah, Jedi hunters is kind of like, yeah, exactly. And then I sent you guys the links for the, uh, the actual pics of the guards and then the new stormtrooper and then we saw the gorilla walkers. Yeah. Uh, the, I thought the gorilla walkers were especially neat. I'm excited uh, to see those in action. Yeah, the gorilla walker looks really awesome, and it does. Like Jake, I mean, when we watch like the trailer and you see the gorilla walkers from a distance, it, it looks just like in re- like a regular ATAT. And, yeah, exactly, exactly. And 
but when you see this sketch, you can actually see why they've they've been you know kind of like christened the Gorilla Walker. Oh yeah, yeah. But it definitely still like harkens back and makes you think of that imagery of the classic ATAT. Yeah. See, but they they go on to say that it's called what is it called an ATM six. And they go on to say in this article, this one is from StarWarsNews.net, that they say that the front feet seem to be pointed backward, perhaps to prevent imbalance caused by pesky tow cables. Um, I think it just looks like... I don't know how the feet would do that. Yeah, I'm not getting that as well. More than anything, like if you look, the joint, like if you remember how the joints on the original AT-ATs bent... It was forward, like your knee, like your legs, yeah. where this is like the forearms that bends the opposite direction. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it might – well, it might Sorry, be. I, I was lost in thought. I was thinking about it. No, I mean what if they raise up and then the cables really mean nothing at that point? Like if it – you know, I don't that know. Would, that would be kind of awesome. Yeah. yeah. Like if, if they totally tried the old routine yeah. and they just it just got shut the fuck down. Yeah, right? exactly. That like, would be – That'd be a cool reveal. It's a new, de- <laughs> new. It's a it's a new design. Like you know, uh, it's yeah. like when you try to poke someone in the eyes and they figure out the right way to hold their hand up. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So very cool, very cool stuff. Um, there was also, uh, oh yeah. Speaking of things like Snoke related, I was Jake. I was talking to you a couple weeks ago, and um, about Snoke oh. and. Lego Snoke. Well, yeah, we saw Lego Snoke, but that, yeah, there's confirmation that he's going to be dressed in like you know, fi- like fancy silk robes and and wearing the rings and and uh, I told you, I said like I'm guessing like if we do find out about Snoke, I think that the guy comes from like poverty. I, I really do. I feel like that's why he's lavishing himself from rags to riches. Yeah, that's what. Mm-hmm. So I think. And I don't, I don't necessarily need to get his origin story in a movie. It might just be kind of cool to like read about that in a novel. So, yeah, yeah. I feel like unless I get it in a movie, I'll never find out until you talk about it on the show. Yeah. Oh man. Oh man. Oh man. Oh man. Oh man. I, I need to get into Star Wars novels. That's something I, I, I really would like to get back into Star Wars novels before it gets away from me and there's just too much out there. Yeah, to go the Audible route. Yeah, I need to take advantage of continuity and canon being restarted and get into the novels again. So. I've been wanting to go back and give Bloodlines another try. I don't know why I, I thought it just kind of mold on for me, but it was probably just due to how little time I had to read at the time. So I really want to give that another shot. Yeah, I've been wanting to go back and give that uh, Aftermath trilogy another try. Yeah, yeah, Aftermath. I'll tell you, uh, definitely read Bloodlines. It's great. And then um, I'm trying to think what else ever. The Force Awakens. I'd like to read the the Tarkin one. Yeah. So, yeah, I need to get back into that. Sorry, guys. I'm I'm sure they got some big stuff coming out for Episode 8. What are you apologizing for? I, I had an article ready to go, and I have... I lost it, but I found it. I just got to get to it's it's. Yeah, it was uh, it came from 4chan and I I know I mean, you can't put a lot of stock in 4chan, but I wanted to read 
these rumors about episode eight to you guys and see if we can find ways to kind of um, dispute them and, and, and call it out for being bullshit. All right. All right. I love it. Bullshit or not. Yeah. Let me pause here real quick so I can find the article. Otherwise, it's just going to be a lot of uh, me clicking around and shit. Hold on. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we're back. I found this shit. Um, All right. Yeah. It's, uh, it comes from – this is coming from ScreenGeek.net, and they got these rumors from 4chan. And um, take these – yeah, like they say, take them with a huge grain of salt because – uh, yeah, let me, let me read these off. Star Wars, The Last Jedi rough cut has been done for weeks. That's the first one. And we're not in the, we're not in the juicy shit yet. And these first couple are just like, yeah, okay, whatever. Playing it safe, okay? Luke is disenfranchised. Ray convinces him to come back. Marketing will make fans assume Luke went to the dark side. Ray doesn't go to the dark side. Here we go. Now we're getting into the juicy bullshit. Here we go. This is the center of the Tootsie Roll Tootsie Pop right here. All right, all right, all right. Ray doesn't go to the dark side. She is a reincarnation of the first Force user. Yeah, that sounds like Uh, nonsense. Yeah, that's, that's, that's awful. That sounds like nonsense. It's suggested the Millennium Falcon may be destroyed. I think I think that's believable. Yeah. It sucks, but plausible. That's, believ- yeah. that's uh. believable. I'm surprised they haven't blown the Millennium Falcon up to this point. Uh, they do that. I will I will cry. Um yeah. Force Ghosts of Yoda and Anakin said to be featured and also said that they can be killed. What, what? Yeah, I read that they're going to fight each other. <laughs> what, what? Yeah, so get ready for that. Yoda's no going to be doing the Yoda, like, flippity-do style from episode two in ghost Yoda form against uh, Hayden Christensen and Anakin. No, I know. Oh, yeah. I, I, I heard that they were going to get two Anakins, old and young. Oh, I did hear that, too. It's going to start off with Hayden Christian Anakin, and then when Yoda... Gets the upper hand. Old Anakin. Old Anakin. <laughs> yeah, that David Prowse is just going to come on set un- unannounced and uninvited <laughs> and show up in that scene. Benicio- he wants some money. Benicio- Only in the suit, though. Benicio Del Toro's character is said to be named Zen. Um, that's yeah, bullshit. That's, that's terrible. I've read lots of reports that the character will never be named throughout the entire movie. And they had to come up with a uh, code name on set because there was no name for the character and he, he is not named. Well, yeah, the code name is DJ. If we're to believe that. Yeah. It's not Zen. But anyway, he's a known double crosser. He's famous on both sides, but Leia mentions how he helped the resistance and even the original rebellion and ask him to help one more time to take down Snoke. Let's do it. Let's do it one more time. <laughs> it sounds like bullshit because yeah. I think they're going to meet him on Canto Bite, and that's Rose and Finn's mission. Yeah, and BB-8. Like it's going to fucking Canto blow. 
Yeah. <laughs> Uh, regarding Snoke, it's said he has switched bodies before, is well-liked around the galaxy, and very wealthy. <laughs> what? He's a nice guy. He yeah. donates largely to animal charities, Brian. <laughs> he's, got, uh, he's got a ton of Twitter followers. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Snoke's story isn't finished in this one, as there is a cliffhanger following the Luke versus Snoke battle. Ooh, Damn. That's going to be intense. There's also... Uh, Luke versus fucking Snoke isn't happening in episode 8. No. That's the most ludicrous one yet. Yeah. Dear Lord, 4chan. <laughs> oh, what is it? You know what? I'm done. I, I Yeah, don't, don't support this lunatic anymore. Yeah, it's <laughs> some silly shit. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I think some of these people, it's like, well, we'll throw all the spaghetti at the wall. And then once it's revealed, we can we can point at that piece of spaghetti and say we called it. Hold on, no, let's let let me read these. These are a good laugh, dude. These are actually pretty funny. All right, yeah, sure. All right, Luke meets Ray. He tells her how the Force brought her to him. Her parents were scared of her abilities. She is told after a couple scenes that she was born out of necessity. That this will balance. That this balance will continue forever with the Force. Since the beginning, all the way to his dad and now her. Luke trains her but tells her after Snoke is defeated, they will cease to fight and will not continue the Jedi Order. Wow. Yeah, that just sounds like stuff, making up stuff from watching the first trailer. This is all fan fiction shit. Luke and, yeah. Luke and Ray have a meditation scene together where she literally <laughs> walks through a beam of light. She can control everything around her. She can change shapes and warp everything around her. Luke, <laughs> Your voice is making this scene. I'm about it now. Luke, Luke tells her she will be even more powerful than Yoda. And she says, who? That sounds amazing, though, right, dude? Who? No, no, man. You don't, you don't even know. But before that, dude. <laughs> you don't even know. She's walking through a beam of light, and she's controlling everything, man. And then everything. She, she changes. She, she can change shapes and warp shit around her. And then Luke is like, Yoda drop. And she's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who? Huh? Who? Sounds like Bill and Ted tells a Star Wars story. <laughs> Ray also battles a creature that Luke claims is filled with evil intent and has been threatening the Porgs. Creatures more in tune with the Force than even himself. She defeats Whoa. this creature. Porgs. There is a creature on the island. There is. There is a creature on the, like a sea monster on the island that's like nine feet tall. That is true, but like, I think they're just, taking that knowledge and filling all this shit in. Uh, yeah. Um, the picture that I saw of the sea creature, it it shows him on, like, um, next to the ocean, on, like, the island, on the rocks and shit, with the waves crashing against the rocks. But she defeats this creature only to see it become a ghost of Anakin. Oh, that's fucking awful. Twist. Twist. <laughs> Basically, Luke has tried to push her emotionally in every direction on the island in order to wake her full potential quickly. 
Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Log- logical plan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Luke's nothing if not logical. <laughs> Luke wants Snoke gone now. It's made clear that Luke is not happy with what Snoke did to Kylo Ren. And will do anything. I'm not happy. <laughs> it sounds like a fucking status update on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Yes, please. Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker feeling annoyed. And <laughs> Snoke. <laughs> Tag Supreme Leader Snoke. Luke will do anything to make Ray become stronger quickly to destroy him. We get a flashback <laughs> with Anakin at Luke's school. What? How does that even make sense? <laughs> no shit. They, I think yeah, they meant. It's more like I a think psychedelic they, dream. I think they meant Kylo Ren, but they, I'm literally reading Anakin. We get a flashback with Anakin at Luke's school, and everything is destroyed. Luke sees young Kylo Ren and says, "I don't want to kill you, but your life is in my hands now." We learn later Luke knew someone else would come along to balance things out with Ben Kylo, so he left to get answers as to why Jedi's always fail. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Hold on, hold on. Luke used the force to shut R2 down until this person was found. What? <laughs> That's not true. In the novelization, it says that R2-D2 was shut down in The Force Awakens. Like, all this is not true, but I'm just, like, really trying to prove that it's bullshit. The, yeah. In the novelization, it says that R2 the entire time was looking for Luke. It was He was trying to find Luke. Yeah, yeah. I doubt this guy read the novel. Yeah. Anyway. Made up his bullshit. (laughs) I'm cutting out a ton of details, but basically you find out if the Force is literally connected to everything and even something like a droid. Oh, and even something like a droid can be aligned to if it it is willed. Ray (laughs) Ray confronts Luke about his feelings towards Jedi. His abandonment of his friends and everything that's happened, and they don't come to an agreement. He speaks with Yoda, and she meditates. There's a whole lot of, like, talking to Anakin ghosts and Yodas and a whole lot of... This sounds fucking horrible. This sounds like a story told by Michael Pena from (laughs) Ant-Man. Oh, jeez. Yeah, this does not sound good. So, it's like I said, I'm sure, like, one tiny factoid word this guy said will be right and then he'll be claiming fame yeah. for it later you know? i didn't realize how much of the dude he's i didn't realize how much of these rumors he had actually written out there's a lot more and i'm not going to go into it because this is fucking <laughs> these are fucking garbage call this dude nostra dumbass <laughs> pretty much nostra yeah dumbass yeah that's ridiculous all right this episode <laughs> fucking sucked i'm not even, i don't even know why i'm trying to pretend you, know? you said sucked. Yeah. Is it over? Yeah, we're done. Oh, yeah, sweet. Past tense. Yeah, we're done. Yeah. I'm done with this fucking shit tonight. I'm going to go to bed. Yeah, I'm going to get some food. Where are you going to go eat? I don't know. I really want breakfast food. McDonald's really serves it all day. I'm really uh-huh. craving. I don't, want, yeah, I don't want McDonald's breakfast food. I want, like, traditional, like, Eggs and bacon and sausage patties and oh, shit. Oh man, dude, is, skillet breakfast. Oh. Yeah. Perkins still open 24 hours? Is there still one in Peoria? Yeah, there's still a Perkins, but I don't know if it's 24 hours or not. 
It might be on the weekends. I used to remember going there after a night of partying and shit. That was a good time. Oh, me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, I did a lot of that myself too. It's a shame the Denny's isn't here in Peoria anymore. Yeah. The last I, time I ate there, though, it made me sick right before they closed. Oh, that sucks. Good memories. I used to go to Denny's down in uh, Springfield all the time, though, back in college when I'd go to, go to the VU. It's still there. <laughs> oh. Now, the the VU and uh, Denny's. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. The, the VU. The VU. Deja VU. Yeah, oh, I, oh, I know. Three ugly ones. Why you got to objectify women, Frank? That's their slogan. I didn't say I still go. I, and that was their advertisement. I didn't say I was serious. <laughs> I know that's their, that's, their, that's like their catchphrase. Yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Catchphrase. Jake's gonna Jake's gonna get that bre- go to get some breakfast Hooters food. Do they serve breakfast <laughs> at Hooters? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I can go to Hooters though at eleven PM on a Saturday, can I? Uh, I don't know how late they're open on Saturday. I've i confession, I've never been to a Hooters. Really? Wow. Yeah. I love their wings. I love the sauce. I don't like like regular hot wings like the buffalo sauce shit, but I like Hooters wings. I'll buy the sauce and shit and make them at home. Yeah. Do we even have a Hooters around here? Yeah, there's one in Peoria. Oh, is there really? Mm-hmm. Right down off the riverfront. Yeah, I did not even know. Yeah, our listeners are riveted by this. G- <laughs> this, this, this is really. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you probably should have stopped the podcast before this talk. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're <laughs> no, done. Like hey, it. and just like all good leftovers stay in their doggy bags, go to Hooters. <laughs> it's not going to be. <laughs> or look at Jake. Be. Yeah, there's not going to be any leftovers. I'm going to eat all that shit. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a T-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all the done before. We don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. It's a trap. Good and toss it, good and take it. Do we love it? Hey, let's race it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over, counterculture, pushovers. Pop culture. Leftovers. Uncool kids. What's to say? It's already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. That original and good have already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft and really shout the crap, even though we're the shit. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps, dropped by the poor kids. It's a trap. Good and toss it, good and taste Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, hate it, race it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture carryover. Counterculture.
culture push over pop culture. Let's go there. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Let's go there. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this pop culture leftovers. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, push over, pop culture.